Good evening, good evening, good evening, people around the world, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of We Could Be Wrong. This is one of your co-hosts, Christopher Harris, and the moderator. Today we have a new format. We heard some of the emails. We heard some of the criticisms and complaints. And guys, this is who we are. We're here to have a conversation, and we're very grateful to have you listen. We have a new format today. We have two brand new special co-hosts. One's been around, but... He's still always awesome, and it feels like new every time he's here. But let me start. This is your co-host, Christopher Harris, with special co-host. Erica. Sun Tzu. Sean. And Mike. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys. We have a brand new uh, format. We're going to be doing topics. Sun Tzu. Yes, sir. The floor is yours. Oh, I like this. Well, you gave us... uh, a choice to pick our topics and I felt like um, a big concern of mine in today's world is the media and I think I've mentioned a couple of times on the show as to their influence and um, their biases and just wanted to discuss that a little bit today so some of the topics or some of the the issues at hand or that have happened um, not too long ago, I'm going to go back to last year, 2019, with uh, Nicholas Sandman. I know everyone knows that name. He's that 16-year-old that was uh, caught on video um, at a standoff with um, um, an, an American, sorry, a Native American, a Native American. I'm sorry, yeah. a Native American uh, man, and um, his name is uh, Nathan Phillips. And we saw the media portray this uh, Nick okay. Sandman as a kid who was kind of confronting, you know, this older man. Um, and I have a couple of clips that I wanted to, um, to have played so we can okay. kind of talk about our opinions on how it's being portrayed and then kind of the outcome of the whole situation. So um, I don't know. Can we start off with, um, let's start off with CNN, um, Chris. Okay. We can play more. the clip. In D.C. with the Native American and the Catholic school kids raises questions, motivation, why people react in the moment the way they do, and what should happen to those people now. Now, I'm not talking about the people involved in the actual confrontation. I'm talking about everybody else. Please accept that in the actual confrontation, no one was hurt, thank God. I've not seen any credible evidence that the kid involved did or said anything extreme to the man playing the drum. The group taunting the kids was being unduly provocative. Where were the chaperones? Why did a school event involve MAGA hats? Then we get to the heart of it. The face-to-face encounter. The man, Nathan Phillips, apparently wanted to defuse the tension, and he walked up to do exactly that. And surely the kid, Nick Sandman, he doesn't seem to be afraid, but he did make a choice, and that was to make it into a standoff. That was not a good choice. Was it legal? Sure. That's not my test, and it shouldn't be the test. Here's mine. If that were my son, who happens to go to a great Catholic school, would I like what he did? If I were there, would I have allowed the kids to be in that situation? No and no. There was a disrespected play that doesn't work for me in these circumstances. I don't blame the kids. My concern were the reactions more so. The left and the right almost instantly had equal and opposite reactions. There were reports of extreme misconduct, attacks by the kids, reverb about it being set up to hurt the kids. The man with the drum was accused of lying and provoking, and then came the president. Nick Sandman and the students of Covington have become symbols of fake news and how evil it can be. 
They've captivated the attention of the world, and I know they will use it for the good, maybe even bringing people together. Started off unpleasant, but can end in a dream. Isn't that your job? Not the teenager, right? Weren't they out of their depth? Aren't they supposed to be protected from this? Aren't you the one who's supposed to find a way to bring us together instead of exploiting every opportunity you find to divide? Railing on the media and the left, propping up the kids as victims. You neglect that they were mainly victims of their own choices and actions. Shouldn't we discuss that? So there it is. I have a, several opinions on this clip, but I'd love to hear from you guys um, kind of your initial thoughts on the way that that whole situation was portrayed. Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm here. No, go ahead. Somebody go ahead. I, I just want to hear some other responses. Okay, so... So I am processing that. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. No, go ahead. Yeah, me too. Processing. Good Good word. Okay, so... And um, it's very... So it starts out good. It starts out, okay, right. I can see where he's coming from. There's definitely both sides were jumped in. Both sides jumped to conclusions and assumptions. But then it goes way off the deep. And then, and then it just, you know, it went from, yes, both sides are at fault to it's all President Trump's fault. <laughs> And it, at least that's what I got out of it was it turned into like, let's blame the president for this in the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will say too, just to add some facts for you guys, um, when they announced all this or they put this out in the media, they never bothered to interview Nick Sandman. Um, so they never got his side of the story mm -hmm. at all. They just got the story from whatever was recorded and whatever was, you know, came from the other side. Um, also, um, he had his hands behind his back. I don't think anyone knew that until later. Um, and so in the way that he described that was he didn't want to seem aggressive in any way and had his hands behind his back and just remembered, you know, what, how he was brought up that, you know, not to shame his family, his school, you know, he goes to a Catholic school and, um, you know, they hold their kids to a high standard in, in, as to how they behave, you know, out in public. Um, and so I just found it interesting to see how they would portray the situation. And not only that, kids are victims of their own choices and actions. I found that interesting coming from Cuomo of all people, you know, um, especially with the way that they cover the now, you know, protests and riots now. Um, but we'd love to hear, you know, your guys' thoughts on that as well. I actually remember this. And um, I, I saw both sides of the story on this. The only thing I didn't like about Nick was the, the look on his face. I mean, he, and I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying he had such a smug, screw you look. You know, and maybe that's just my interpretation. Which one? The, well, the sand, well the sand keep in mind he had somebody yeah. else. Which, which one? Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, but, but keep in mind the guy had, had, had like, he had someone mm -hmm. right in his face. So really, he was kind of like, in a way, I can see him the look on his face to me was more of like, a, okay, keep talking. I'm not going to mm -hmm. do anything. Exactly. You know? Again, I always taught my kids to, to defuse, walk away. How, no is that, how is that not diffusing just by standing there? I mean, you all well, have been 16-year-olds. Well, that, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean the intention wasn't there. We're talking about the actual intention, yeah. not what actually happened. You, you, but you don't know that. Hold it's on. a protest. They're not going to walk away. Guys, I'm going to come in here because I kind of feel like we're sort of losing the focus. So... Mm -hmm. The idea okay. that I, let me try something. Oh, hold on, Mike, please. 
the idea is yeah, yeah. Sun Tzu, you stated, look at how the press led this, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't know if we should really focus on the attention of the young man, but sort of what you wanted yeah. to make about the media. Can we continue right. with that? Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah thank that's you. That's what I was going to say because I, I didn't see it. I haven't seen it on tape. Um, and it, but it, it, it sounds like the kids or the, the, the participants, um, aren't the issue, right? It's not what the participants right. did. It's what the media did. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So let me, mm -hmm. let me carry one step further. See, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think this is a particularly good example of the news being biased, mainly because in this particular example, um, Cuomo is an editorialist. He, he, I mean, I, I think I've said before in this program, Cuomo is way out there. I mean, he's an extremist on the left. And That's the point. About, That's it, the well, point. I, well, but, but then, then he's not a newscaster. We're he's not talking about news. We're talking about media outlets, well, period, because we are all influenced by the media, and that can well, be social, well, you know. Social. Of course, of course. But w let's try to make a distinction between what is generally news and what is factually presented to people. And then when, when someone is allowed to put their entire personal slant on it, you have to accept the fact that, well, this is no longer factual. This is simply opinion, his own opinion. Okay. And so, but that's how it was presented to everybody. That, oh. When I turn on the TV, that's how I Mike, thought. You have to remember that people are influenced by these types of networks and don't often take the time to actually watch the news. Listen wouldn't to the that news. work both ways? Because they only that, watch one channel. Well, right. That, yep. that's which one? Yeah, which one? Erica, which one? So that's, that's I can turn on which the TV. Which channel do they watch? You said they only watch one. Which one? Well, it depends on where who they where side they lay on. My parents oh, constantly okay. watch. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry, you know, Erica. Whatever left Erica, I'm sorry. And then so real quick, let's not talk over each other because we're starting to talk over each other. And I think the point the point here that's being missed is something that Erica and Sensu are both saying, and the fact that things are so blind, they're so blurred that now editorials or what I call entertainment anchors, such as mm -hmm. The Daily Show. Cuomo, Anderson Cooper now, because he was actually a real news anchor. Now he's an opinionist. People in America no longer could differentiate what's separate. It's all the same. And we, I get what you're saying too, Mike. You're saying like, listen, you know, that's not fair to choose those people. But as you can see in Erica, Erica is a writer, a person who wrote into our show. And, you know, we're honored to have her here. But she's saying, look. This, these people just watch one channel, so they don't know the difference between a news, a regular real news anchor that's respected or someone that's, you know, a, a editorialist or, or I'm making up words now, but opinionist that has his own hour show. Yeah. Right. So please continue. But don't they fall on both sides or is it? Well, that's my the opinion, point, Sean. It depends that's, on what channel yeah. you watch right. and what bias it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Right. But on in this typical, in this particular situation, you know, you have Fox presenting it for me as is um, and also condemning CNN, right, because of the way that they portrayed this whole thing. But I do want Chris to play another clip that I provide him for. Um, it's the one from The View. Again, this is a daily show, right? People 
see, watch this all the time. Um, and just to give you kind of a, an insight, it's Joy Behar's um, response to Whoopi as to this situation. So many uh, people admitted they made snap judgments before these other facts came in. But is it that we just instantly say that's what it is based on what we see in that moment and then have to walk stuff back when it turns out we're wrong why is that why is do we keep making the same mistake because we because we're desperate to get trump out of office <laughs> that's why not everybody though who's that person who said that that's joy behar oh okay you I think that that's the reason. I think a press jumps the gun a lot because we just, we have so much circumstantial evidence against this guy that we basically are hoping that, you know, Cohen's got the goods and what have you. But, and so it's wishful thinking. Right, but let's... Yep, she nailed she it. Absolutely so this is, this is funny because this is coming from someone who hates Trump and she's basically just exposing the left side as far as their wishful thinking and the way that they will just grab onto something, a story, anything that they see, and will just twist and turn it without having facts. And I, I know I've brought this up before as far as, you know, I think either Mike or Sean have brought up, you know, what, you know, Trump didn't you know make a statement. He didn't comment on this. And I'm like, well, maybe he's waiting for all the facts to come out first. Maybe we've got to wait for an investigation to clear first before we ask any of our leaders to make any comments on these big situations that are causing a lot of division in our country. And, you know, Joy just kind of spelled it all out for us, why they jumped the gun every single time. And it really is sad that that is the case. And I, I know I have personally commented on that, that I feel that people are just blinded by hate for Trump. And because of that, they're just willing to find any way to just, you know, point the direct point the blame at him, especially in these types of situations, because what he had a MAGA hat, he had a MAGA hat. So that made him, you know, evil, racist, whatever the case may be, um, even though I don't know if you guys know, there were a group of black Hebrew Israelites. Uh, they're an extremist group. And uh, they were calling these all these kids crackers. Uh, they called them young Klansmen, incest kids, child molesters, um, bigots, faggots. I don't like that word, but, you know, they, they who, use who, a lot who, of... Give, give me a little context here. Who is calling? I mean, I don't, I don't know the situation. So who so, is calling whom? Can you, can you clear yeah. it a little bit? So these kids from the Catholic school were standing there waiting for oh, this their... Is, this is within the same situation? Yeah, same situation. Oh, oh okay. Same situation. Gotcha. So, yeah, see, the, the media just decided to hone in on Mr. Nathan Phillips, who's that indigenous Native American who was pounding the, the drum. But we didn't get to see, right, what was going on behind him. And it was a group of all these adult men, you know, um, especially those Hebrew Israelites, just yelling some really nasty things. And being that these are... Catholic kids. Oh, a separate, a separate group. A separate group. Oh, that but, were there. all among. Coincidentally, were they were there. Well, they were all. Yeah, right. they were all for the same reason. Sorry, guys. So I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna butt in real quick. Um, Erica, I, I noticed on Zoom you have your hand raised. Did you want to say something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured I would raise my hand, but I didn't want to interrupt anybody. Please. But um, I wanted to say that just this morning. Uh, this is topic related. Uh, just this morning, I was eating dinner with my dad and he pulls out the Mercury News or whatever dispatch or some bullshit news. Oh, wait, can I say that? Some newspaper. Yeah, you could and he, uh, and he says, uh, and he says, 
oh, look at this Pelosi and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and look at how they're trying to make her look bad. And I told my dad, I said, you got to understand, dad, this is right before an election. And at this point, all news is tainted. Like, no matter what you read on the left or the right, I feel like whatever story they're going to present to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mike. Yeah. Mike. <laughs> it, no, it is. It's it's both sides, you know, because I could get onto whatever. I mean, if I if I had, I don't know any newspapers that are run by a more right. Uh, you know, I, I, most of them are run by left. So you know, but when I do find a newspaper, I'll let you know. But th- from what I've seen, it's always they just paint this. Every story is just you know horrific horrific and you know and it's like i know it's not really that bad but we're coming closer to an election so it's gonna they're just painting just like she said you know it, they they just they make everything as you know just headlines are just horrific and oh my god to get your attention and most of the time you don't even want to read the article because you know the headline makes it already sound like this way or that way it's just you know that's just how news is now what's unique about this situation mm-hmm. is you have people who are against Trump and the right and everything else who are actually kind of calling each other out or exposing each other. So it really has nothing to do with, you know, the right sides portraying it one way and then the left right. another. It really, that that's why this caught my eye and why I thought it was important to talk about it. Because Let me you ask have you this. On. Are you mm-hmm. saying that they're just putting blame on Trump on this situation while Cuomo was? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I really yeah, let's let's try to hear him one more time, okay? Cuomo's a hater. He's a hater. That guy's a hater, no doubt about it. I totally agree with you, Sun too. Totally. That was not a good choice. Was it legal? Sure. Right. That's I not think my test. He's gonna talk and about it Trump. Be the test. Here's mine. If that is. were my son, who happens to go to a great Catholic school, would I like what he did? If I were there, would I have allowed the kids to be in that situation? No and no. There was a disrespected play that doesn't work for me in these circumstances. I don't blame the kids. My concern were the reactions more so. The left and the right almost instantly had equal and opposite reactions. There were reports of extreme misconduct, attacks by the kids, reverb about it being set up to hurt the kids. The man with the drum was accused of lying and provoking. And then came the president. Here's his Nick problem. Sandman and the students of Covington have become symbols of fake news and how evil it can be. They've captivated the attention of the world, and I know they will use it for the good, maybe even bringing people together. Started off unpleasant, but can end in a dream. Isn't that your job? Not the teenager, right? Weren't they out of their depth? Aren't they supposed to be protected from this? Aren't you the one who's supposed to find a way to bring us together instead of exploiting every opportunity you find to divide? railing on the media and the left, propping up the kids as victims. You neglect that they were mainly victims of their own choices and actions. Shouldn't we discuss that? So to me, what I heard was him not blaming Trump of that situation of like, it's Trump's fault that happened. What he's blaming Trump for, from what my perspective, from what I gathered from him, is that Trump went and sort of egged on with his comments of how evil the media is. I believe our president saying the media is evil is a problem. The media is kind of right. At some point, you guys, we have to accept truths, whether we like it or not. And so just because yeah. it comes from Ooh. him, it doesn't mean that it. Ooh. Listen, listen. OK, Mike, uh, Sean, Chris, if this were your son, if this were your son, 
and you saw the way the media was portraying your son and your son, this kid literally said that he stood there with his hands behind his back because he didn't want to. He didn't do anything. And, and he, he said that if he felt that if he were to turn away or move, that it could cause a problem. And you know what? I agree with them. When you're in a group of all these people and they're getting rowdy, if you so much as turn the wrong way and hit someone and bump someone, it gives someone an excuse to start fighting uh-huh. or whatever the case is. So honestly, I think he did exactly what he should have done. He just stood there. He smiled. And that smile was more of, I'm uncomfortable. I'm a 16 year old. There's a camera in my face. This older man who I respect, because I respect older, older people is pounding a drum in my face. and I have no idea why. And then he has all these people, these men, these grown men yelling these atrocities at him and his friends. And so, like, you guys have to remember, we were all 16-year-olds. I was intimidated by adults. If I had a group of adults yelling at me that way, that would be highly uncomfortable. So, you know, at that age, it's amazing that kid had that much impulse control. Because if I was 16, I probably would have attacked somebody. You know, so, you know, your frontal lobe is far from developed at that age. So the kid is impressive, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I guess where I'm confused at is Cuomo did not criticize the kid. You know, he said, I don't blame the kids. He actually says that in his in his piece. Uh, but he then contradicts himself. Kids if I were victims there, of their own would choices I have and the actions. To be in that situation? He believed no okay. and no. He does not there blame the kids. There was a disrespected play that doesn't there work. There was a disrespect at play. I don't Let's blame the kids. Blame the parents he says it right here. My concern were yeah, the reactions yeah, more so. Kind of. The left Their and reactions. the right almost instantly had equal and opposite reactions. There okay. were reports of extreme he agrees with everyone here. By the kids, <laughs> reverb about it being set up to hurt the kids. Yep, he the agrees man with, with the everyone drum here. Was accused of lying and provoking, okay. and then mm-hmm. came the president. This is his Nick problem. Nick and the students of Covington have become symbols of fake news and how evil it can be. They've captivated the right. attention of the world, and I know they will use it for the good, maybe even bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Started off unpleasant, but can end in a dream. Isn't that your job? Not the teenager. Okay. I don't exactly. see what Trump said that was so bad. I agree with Trump on that. Like, here's he, the, everyone's looking at these kids. So, yes, let's use this platform for good. Uh, what, I don't see what he said that was so bad. Okay. Okay. Well, aren't we talking about the press? Let's go back to the press. I, I know, but hold on, Mike. We're, 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 we're falling into the same trap. Okay, I know. And this is what I'm trying to. This is this is this is what I'm trying to narrow everything in. I okay. no no one here is wrong about what happened with the child. The child, you know, he was he prosecuted. Seemed cool. He seemed to be yeah. pretty pretty great calm kid. And collected about everything. The problem yeah. there is, and the problem that I want everyone to understand is that we cannot just attack everyone in the press it's different when you attack like the daily show hannity cuomo okay i get it those are opinion people they're not real news and that was something that mike was saying at the beginning as well and you know since you knew about this and she she knew she's like hey you know i i want to show and she does she has a great she does a great job here in the carts of the other side too but the thing that i want all of us to think about and this is not like the end all be all but the only thing i want all of us to think about is that you know cuomo who mike admits hates trump and i think everyone knows here yeah. that chris cuomo hates he, trump he, he takes him out of the he puts himself out of the formula he hates him so much that he becomes like who wants yeah. to listen to you dude you're just a hater but there's I, a I mean, point the that way, he I, made. I, i've seen him like three times and I, that's the way right. i that's the way i judge him I've seen him like three times. And we it's we, like, we, Dude, we understand that. But the point that he made is that it was our president's responsibility 
to mend whatever's happening here instead of just attacking the media with everyone else. He's asking the president to be above that. That's what he's asking from. Or that's my perspective from it. Sean, what is your opinion? Go ahead, Sean. Please. I agree also. I I think that what you said, Chris, I think he's attacking how the president's handling it. And we both know that if you look, whatever news station you looked at for Sandman's story, you've got both sides. You got one side condemning him, one side condemning the opposition. I believe exactly what Sun Tzu is saying is that the media is biased, but you're going to find bias all across the board. You know, it's going to be one side, other side. There's really, there's no way unless people watch multiple channels and most people don't. And that's the point though too, right? Is to, to I want our <laughs> listeners to kind of, hopefully this is kind of opening their eyes to see that, okay, you know what? I'm watching this network or I'm watching the other. Perhaps I should look beyond that and really see what's going on rather than just being sold and, you know, buying into whatever story is being perpetuated. And that's what I would like to see happen. Um, This is like a, this was a key point in my debate class was you cannot debate something if you don't, if you're unable to debate the other opponents argue, if you can't get on their side and argue their side, you don't really know what you're arguing and, or not, it's not arguing, but what you're debating, right? If I can't understand what, what the other side is saying and thinking and where the holes are in their story, then how can I really, truly argue my point? Good yep. point. Yes. Yes. I just want to, I just want to say though, too, I just feel like it's really sad that, you know, that even kids, you know, I guess he's a kid, he's a teenager, that they're not even off limits, you know, that the fact that, you know, he had death threats, his family had death threats, the, the school had to shut down because they were threatening to bomb it and, saying things like you know to lock the kids in there and bomb the school and so you know it's just it should make people sad that this is what happens and what comes of this type of um well let's also tell tell everyone that you know he sued cnn and won against them and i am he did uh, yeah and i am very happy about that because you're right But, Mm -hmm. but then again he also threw himself into the spotlight at the rnc so how much was he trying to remain neutral? But prior to that, well, Sean, not, prior to that, to that, this, yeah, he's a teenager he's, still. but Sean, he's not uh, neutral. He was very clear about his side. He had a exactly. And why should he have to be neutral on his political? But, no, but, 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 but you're just saying it's sad that a kid has to deal with well, it. When a kid prior to him being on stage at the RNC. <laughs> yes. Prior to that, that was sad. Now that he's made himself a political public yeah. figure, this is a different story. But we're talking about that instance right. there. We're not talking right. about now. You know what I mean? In yeah. all fairness, by the way. In all fairness. Yeah, I guess I understand, but so he changed his mind right before the RNC. There's on no whether he wanted to be political. No. He was at he was, they were there at the uh, at the rally, but they it was a, a pro life. It wasn't a rally, it was a school school outing. They, but it was well, to that rally. It was why was rally. he at the RNC, Sensu? Why, well, why was he? Well, that's in now that though. What but the he, thing is, what was his? I don't want to get. A, I, I don't want us to get lost in saying this kid was at the RNC this year. You know, this happened back then. I, I don't want us to get lost well, there yeah. because what's going to happen is we're going to start. You know, just you know, getting in in our camps and digging in, and that's what okay. I want to prevent okay. this time. No, okay. right, I understand. My, my only point, and I'll make it quick, and it's not against me, it's just if, if someone says it's sad because a kid is put in that position, 
and then the kid chooses to be in that position, to me, it negates everything. That is not, but how, okay, hold on, Sean. He went to a, you know, a school field trip with a, no, several other afterwards. kids. Oh, no, 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 hold on. And No, I'm saying now, like he was, right after that event happened, that whole situation, he had it, they closed the school, they had to move because they were being threatened, their lives were threatened. And that is why they sued CNN and I think two other networks and mm-hmm. he cashed out big time. Agreed. Now, I don't, I don't understand what that has to do with him speaking at the RNC. The whole reason no. why he says, hold on, the whole reason why he said he bought the MAGA hat is because he knows that Trump is pro-life and that's what he believes in. That was the only reason why he bought that hat. Now, you're going to tell me that that, that then puts them out there so that, that deserves no, I'm not that saying type that. of behavior? Then what's, well, I don't understand what well, the point is. Did he Mike, put himself out there or was he, was he being used? Which is it? Did he do it by conscious? Uh, this is a decision I'm going to make now that I'm going to make this a much bigger thing. Or am I being used for this particular situation to make this point? Him speaking at the RNC has nothing to do with the whole media situation that we're talking about. So I don't know how that has anything to do with it. Because well, you, that's okay. the example you gave. That's the one you brought up as a media example. Exactly. What, how, they, how they took that situation oh, and okay. misconstrued it and didn't put out the full story. So they didn't he, even bother he, interviewing him. They didn't even is bother he speaking to for himself him. at the RNC or is he being used? Guys, I still don't, I don't understand why, why the the R the the RNC. The, the truth was, it was a sad it, it was sad for the child until he's now he's now made himself a public figure. Yeah. But back yeah. then, it was sad, and I think we could all agree Correct. on that. There should be Correct. no more continuation totally. on the RNC. Now, if she was to say, "Oh, I feel bad for the kid today," well, he made himself a public figure. Are you saying you feel you, Wait, you feel bad for him didn't. today? The media made him. The media made him a public no, figure, no, but, not um, him. But but I'm saying today, do you still feel bad for him? Because he did speak at the RNC, right? So today, now, whatever, he's fine. He put himself out there. President Trump wanted him out there. If I was 17, 18, I don't know how old he is to be honest. I would have gone too. But you know, that's the situation. For what happened with him, it was sad. The kid was harassed. You know, threatened. The media got this kid. With this video that went viral, because remember, he didn't put that video viral. Another group did trying to say, look at them picking on the Native Americans. That's how this even Mm -hmm. happened. So it was not at that time. The child was at what he was. That's being a child. Yeah, he was. So let's just let's walk away from that before we enter another can of worms. Sun Tzu, do you have another point? Yes. So let's move on to. the other uh, topic, um, we all talked about, I know, uh, Mike, you like bringing this um, this uh, event up, is uh, the Charlottesville riot, the Unite the, the Right rally with the... The uh, rally, right, mm-hmm. right. This goes into so, Mike's topic, by the way, too. <clears throat> okay, awesome. So I have done some research on that because I really didn't pay much attention to it months ago, and, and, and it did catch my eye and I did want to look into that and as to what went on and so the point in bringing this up again is to see how you know one side of the aisle portrays you know the whole situation and how the other does and to kind of just for us to assess that and see hmm you know what is the truth right it's somewhere in the middle so I would like for uh, Chris to uh, play first of all the uh, the left side so I think I think you know which one that is 
um, and save the uh, save Trump's uh, actual comments for the last, so we can compare and contrast. It doesn't take much to bait President Trump even to doing something self-destructive, such as revisiting one of the all-time low points of his presidency. We also learned today that the president continues to believe, against all the evidence, that there were very fine people on both sides at the alt-right neo-Nazi white supremacists Unite the Right rally that took place in Charlottesville, Virginia, two summers ago. The president claims it was a rally about Confederate statues. It's not really what it was about, and yes, the Nazis and white supremacists were using the symbol of Confederate statues, but it was billed as a Unite the Right rally. And on the first night, white nationalists and neo-Nazis by the hundreds marched with torches and hate in their hearts and in their words. Later that weekend, one of them used his car to fatally ram a counter-protester named Heather Heyer and injure more than a dozen other people. So before we go any further, before getting into the president's latest defense of the indefensible, the idea that there were fine people there on both sides, I want to show you what this rally was about. Jews will not replace us! Jews will not replace us! So that was Anderson Cooper on CNN. Uh, what were they chanting at the end there? I have no idea. They yeah, were chanting, even, Jews will not replace us. It was a white supremacist group that had torches okay. that Jews was walking. Jews will not replace us. Yes. Okay, okay. I, thank you. I just need a clarification. Okay. So I, I guess one thing I, w I wanted to talk about in that particular clip is, um, you know, it's interesting how he just mentions that they're they're marching through the streets with torches and my sense from that was you know he's making it seem they're so aggressive but you don't hear that there's any kind of fighting or rioting but you know he's trying to portray the whole situation the worst way possible almost um, like nazi almost like nazism the torches and stuff <laughs> like that reminds hey. me of well no no i'm not trying to i'm not trying to i didn't see it i'm just saying it sounds like he was trying to make it sound like nazism is that hey, if if someone is a Nazi or if someone is just a flat out racist, if they are out uh, protesting legally, we have nothing to say. That is their legal right. What, what okay, they okay. believe is not, you know. Okay. No, no, no. I just was trying to clarify. Honestly, all. No, we can comment. That's my right also to comment. Yeah. I can't do anything legally, but I can comment. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, okay. so I wasn't trying to cut you off. Honestly, I wasn't. I just no, no, no. I didn't. Clarify. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't take that as a cutoff. I thought you oh, were just okay. questioning, like, well, so they're Nazis, so they should, you know, like they don't have a right oh, no, to, no, no. to just, protest or something. To know, no, I just wanted to know how he was visually describing it because I didn't see it. Oh, That's gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, so apparently, yeah, they they were marching through the streets, um, okay. and um, they had they had these big old like torch like things. It was kind of interesting. Um, and so it, it's intimidating, right, to see that. But, at the, you know, at the very least, there was no actual um, aggression and, you know, fighting or rioting or looting or anything of that nature. But clearly, you know, he portrayed it in a way that seemed pretty scary, you know. So, um, Sun Tzu, there's mm -hmm. also, um, my understanding was they had the torches and were singing this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, mm -hmm. which was why they had the torches, mm -hmm. not because. And that was the church group that had the torches. So it, it's kind of like, it just depends on who you ask, what was going on. But like Mike said, I mean, it's how you look at it, right? If you could look at it like, oh, they're out there about to burn crosses or something. Right. You know? well, and again, this is, again, goes back to 
those who watch CNN or any show like that, this is what they're going right. to believe, right? So let's let's move on. Let's move on to Hannity. So we're going to see the other side of the aisle and how they portray the situation. And tonight, once again, we have to give you news and information you will not get from the Destroy Trump establishment media. Now, despite President Trump repeatedly, repeatedly condemning the horrific, inexcusable acts of violence and, of course, white supremacy again and again, all that took place in Charlottesville this weekend, Democrats, the Destroy Trump media, continue to viciously attack the commander-in-chief and falsely again accusing him of being racist and being bigoted. And just like they accuse Republicans, right, we've chronicled this how many years, every two to four years, they do that during elections. Well, earlier today, the president fought back. He did it in a big way. He let the media have it during a press event at Trump Tower, where he once again condemned these white supremacist groups. Watch this. I've condemned neo-Nazis. I've condemned many different groups, but not all of those people were neo-Nazis, believe me. Not all of those people were white supremacists by any stretch. You had a group on one side and you had a group on the other and they came at each other with clubs and it was vicious and it was horrible and it was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side, you can call them the left, you've just called them the left, that came violently attacking the other group. So you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. So I like this one because, you know, clearly I'm getting the vibe that the Nazis, the white nationalists weren't doing much wrong, right? You hear that they were attacked by the other side, which he called the left because the media called them the left or whatever, what have you. And so that's, I like this, you know, this contrast because you do see the far right, right? You know, they didn't, weren't doing much, or at least they don't say that they were doing anything um, aggressive or anything of that nature, but yet they did point out that the other protesters who showed up against them, you know, that they were violent and attacking them. So, um, so again, that goes to, you know, my point as to how we can be easily manipulated and pulled into these stories, you know, um, I don't know. Do, does anyone else have any thoughts on that? I do. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, Sean, when you're done. no, Sean, please go first. I'll wait. Real quick. I mean, I think we can easily be manipulated by the press and also by and it's not against you, Sun Tzu, but by the clips we play. We choose what supports our beliefs. And I also watched the video on Charlottesville. I was alive and watching this. Both sides were pretty violent. Pretty I'm, violent. I'm so glad you said that because, Chris, unless you have something super important to say, that will go well into the next, the final clip of Trump's actual comments. Go on, please. I'm sorry. So, no, I just wanted to point out that, you know, um, Hannity had a lot of truths in what he said, as did Anderson Cooper, right? Um, but, you know, for me, what I what I realized with Trump's, um, how he responded to the whole situation, he did say, you know, that there were good people um, amongst the Nazis, right, and the white nationalists, and there were also good people on the other side, but there were also very bad people on both sides, and he did Say he condemns Nazis and white nationalists in his comments. And so it, it, it's just shocking to me that even though he can say those things when the left media consistently says, well, why didn't he say this? Well, he should have condemned, he should have done this. And even when he does it, it's dismissed. So my point is that exactly. amongst people who are what we consider bad, like Nazis, right? They can still be well-behaved, 
quote unquote good people in a sense to they're not trying to be aggressive and all those things and that's what I believe he meant by that that they were there were people that were not trying to become violent um, and, and showing any kind of aggression and so Sean, I don't understand why the media would twist that Sean please I come in don't bu- I said I personally don't buy anyone that's a Nazi is a good person yeah and they this, believe I and they believe good it. things they believe good things and they're because good people really there's no such thing as a good Nazi ever. Well, the good, the good that I feel like he's uh, referring to is the fact that they were not fighting and being aggressive because they were so, talking about the fight, right? That the the fact that there was violence amongst you know both groups. It'd be better to say than there's complacent people on both sides. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. But see, we can, but we can, we can nitpick words, but I think oh, we need to no understand. Nitpicking. We need to understand no what what he means by those words, and I think so that you, it's very easy to misconstrue or choose to misconstrue words and, that he uses. And, you're and we all know, you know he's not he good means. at it. You're saying you know what he means. That honestly, I think that I'm I'm not. Well, everyone's going to laugh when I say this, but I don't That's think true. I'm I don't think I'm biased when I'm listening to someone <laughs> speak on an issue and hear what he has to say and and feel like. Okay, he probably means that. I try and listen, like I said, to both sides. Erica, and I do feel. I'm ahead, sorry, Erica. Erica. Can you please say something? What's What's your thought? Um. Uh, well, I have never heard that. Uh, I have never heard that clip of Trump saying that. And uh, that's the first time I've heard it. And I'm just I'm sitting here wondering why. <laughs> why what? Why you never heard it? Why is the first time you heard why, it? I had no idea he said that. I, I, this whole time, I've been thinking, gosh, he really never, he never condemned it. But then you play this clip, and I'm like, why have I not heard this clip before? Oh, that's, that's, I'm just, I'm sitting oh, here stunned. Oh, well, that, that was the, that was the main thing he was condemned about when he said, no, come on, don't just look bad. There were some nice people there as well. That's, that's what he got. Yeah, criticized. I heard that part. Well, the, oh, I heard plenty of that. That's the, but that's I've that's never the part heard. he got criticized for, yeah. Yeah, but I've never heard them say, oh, whoops, we were wrong. He did condemn them. Like, I've right. never heard that quote ever. And I'm just, it's kind, it kind of pisses me off because it's like, you know. Okay, so I let listen, me, you know, let me, let me give some facts here. So um, that clip could have been heard everywhere. CNN, CBS, MSBC, uh, ABC, NBC. It was played everywhere. How you missed it you know, is, is a major, I mean, it was three years ago, you know, maybe you're a bit, bit you know, you know, busy. I mean, let's be well, honest. Sensu said she no. wasn't on it. Sensu said she really wasn't on it either until she started digging. Okay. So, so that's fair. So yeah, it was three yeah. years ago. It was three years ago, but three years ago, all we were, I'm, I'm sorry. So that, the, all we were said was constantly, you know, that, Oh, he didn't condemn them. And he said there was nice people on there on the bad what? side. And, let me you know, sort of give you a little bit more facts on that. We were told. Uh, no, what, what upset the left media is that it took them two days. That's what they were all mad about. It took them two days to say anything. He didn't say, you know, something right away. And they, and, you know, and similar to what Sean and Mike said, the left felt there's no good Nazis ever. It don't matter. There's no good Nazis. Right away, he should have said, uh, no, you know, I do not condone Nazism, whoop dee whoop blah, blah, blah. That's what they wanted right away. That's what they expected right. from their president. Yes. But, right. but what he said here, I have this quote here. He says, I uh-huh. wanted to make sure 
because the reporter says, you know, why did you wait so long? You waited 48 hours. And he said, I wanted to make sure, unlike most politicians, that what I said was correct, not make a quick statement. <clears throat> so I agree with that. I agree with that. He doesn't know, you know, again, being Nazi, how about, I mean, we can relate that to being a criminal. So if a criminal is out protesting, you know, and not being aggressive, not being violent, is he still a bad guy? So I'd, 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 I'd relate it to a child abuser, okay? Um, you know, There's again, been plenty of those. Mike, be careful. There's been plenty of those that have been killed recently in these riots, and people are uprising well, all over of that. So we have to. Right? Are they all child abusers that were killed? or, or just I didn't death? say all of them. I did not. Okay. Last week, they was said that. Okay, so wait a minute. Let's still stay focused, guys, yeah. and not try to do no, personal but, attacks. Let's stay focused. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess I guess the issue, or for me anyway, is, and I, I I guess that Sean just I'm just repeating what Sean said. The 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 notion, the symbol of Nazism is so negative that that and and white supremacist is extremely negative. And when this rally is being associated with that, as a, I mean, they're there, they're, they're saying their thing and they're doing their thing, whether they're peaceful or not, um, that is an extraordinarily negative uh, perception of things. And, you know, when the president- I see it the same as Antifa. I see them the same as Antifa. What about BLM, guys? BLM, they hate white people, so I don't know why- Well, that's going to be Mike's topic. That's going to be Mike's topic. Let's not- Just just to be fair, by the way- um, BLM hates white people. Just to be fair- Wow. During- During but, that, but, hold but, on, Mike. Let wait, me finish wait, saying. Chris, I, I'm sorry. One more thought, dude. Okay, go ahead. They're extremist groups. Just to be fair, on both sides, that there was a young man who who drove over a woman, a group of anti-protesters for the North Charlottesville situation. So let's let's remember that, and this is what yeah. caused a lot of emotions to go high because this woman was not attacking nobody. She was marching with the anti-protesters and got ran over and killed. Yeah, so, so, mm-hmm. so one statement I'd like to make, the point that we, we just said about Trump wanting to wait 48 hours to actually get the information. I hear scraping. Who's, that that scraping's yeah, got to really something. stop. That's me. That's me. Sorry, okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. That's a, yeah, I mean, the point to me is Trump has never waited 45 minutes before he tweets something. And you're telling me this one time he waited 48 hours to get information? When did he tweet about any of these riots? He tweets all the time about everything. When did he tweet about the riots and the protests? No, he has not done that right away. Now he has. All right, all right. Now you're going to make me look Trump's tweets up because he tweets okay. about everything. And I, I know that, Sean, it. but it doesn't mean that he tweets about these t- particular types of events. So don't. I, make just, that I just want to make a real quick knowing. comment about that: the fact that Sun Tzu tries to look at both sides of everything, but all BL all BLMers all BLMers hate white people i'm sorry sensu but that doesn't quite sound like you're looking at both sides of that issue there have you <laughs> not seen them go through the streets and have these white people kiss their feet and and basically tell them that they are wrong and that that, that they're it's their fault that they have All gone through BLMers slavery emmers are racist look That's at their mission statement are we gonna are we gonna switch topics now because this is kind of su- okay, let's switch it. Mike, you have well, the floor. Okay, I, I, one real quick, one one more real quick thing. 
I hope I can find this. I lost it. Um, about the, the media. Um, I had it marked. Uh, it was about uh, a story. Uh, oh yeah, it was a, it was the headline of this is the Fox article, and the headline was Seattle City Council approves plan to defund police department, slashes jobs and salaries. Okay, that's the headline. Okay, um, and when you read the article. Technically, what they said was true, depending on your wording. There are 1,400 offices in Seattle. They're going to cut 100. And that was basically through retirement and attrition. Okay? And then out of a $400 million budget, they're going to cut $3 million. Okay? So that's a Fox article saying Seattle City Council approves plan to defend fund the police department, slashes jobs and salaries. And in the very in the very same article, they explain it. So if you read it, you go, wait a minute, they're not slashing jobs and salaries. So like Sean said a while ago, both sides do it. I'm going to go back to my original claim from a couple of weeks ago. Right now in America, we have two hate camps. And it depends on where you want to put yourself. Amen. And there's a hate camp that everything the left says is twisted and distorted and made to look like if you believe this shit, the country is going down. And there's a hate camp on the right that is saying, if you believe this shit, the country is going down. And we have got to get that across to people and listeners that we can't be haters we can have strong opinions and views and what we believe but a lot of what we're seeing and hearing is hate mm-hmm. it's have hate. to respect have to respect both sides and <laughs> and i'm sorry sun Tzu, to say all blmers oh. are racist is not i mean that's that's a tough statement. That's really a tough statement. Well, I would think, I would hope that you've seen a lot of the video clips and have even seen the actual leader of the BLM interviewed because they are very clear about how they feel about Caucasian people. So I don't know what information you have. I'd love to hear it, but I can tell you this, it's happened quite a bit. Um, you sh- you need to look up a lot of those interviews, especially with the leaders and the things that they're saying about reparations, you know, being given like land and homes, you know, given garbage. to them, just given garbage. to them. What do you mean? What is, is it this is garbage. actual? It is. No, I have that, a question. Is this the actual mm-hmm. official, you know, Black Lives Matter organization or is these pe- or is this from people who claim they're from them and saying this? Uh, Candace Owens had the, the one of the leaders on her show and interviewed him. And it's actually quite interesting because, you know, she's having a conversation with him. And you do start to notice that it just doesn't make some of the stuff that he says just doesn't make any sense. He just kind of throws out a lot of really, you know, uh, the problem I have words. is that I was on their website and no one on mm-hmm. and nowhere on their website. Do they ask for land and money 
like, I mean, well, they actually ask for donations, but I mean, like, reparations like that. And I don't see that on the website. So I'm just wondering if that's, you know, one of their official things because they don't have it on their website. And if someone's just saying it, I want to make sure we're not just giving out misinformation like that. Because, I mean, that's right, really well, important to me because that, because, you know, I'm going to judge them off of something like that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Listen, I've heard, I've heard at least three interviews and it's all the same. With so who? I'm surprised you guys haven't seen that. With interviews the, with who? The quote unquote BLM leader. Well, there are many BLM leaders. There's one in Canada, which I'm seeing some bad stuff on talking about black, I mean, blacks and superior to whites. And that's the Canadian one. Mm-hmm. But that has nothing to do with the U.S. one. Hawk Newsom is one of the leaders. And he is apparently in New York. He interviewed with Candace Owens one month ago. His name is Hawk Newsom? Hawk, like the bird. H-A-W-K. Okay, We'll see what they say about him. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I've been saying all along. When movements like this come along, the weirdos and the extremists are always the first ones that come out because they're the loudest. And from being a gray hair, I know this now. I, I see it. It always happens. And you just have to ignore it because that's not what it's all about. It's not right. the extremism of it. It's it's the core issues of it that that people are going to the streets for. I don't think the the average person that's going to the street is actually looking for reparations. Right. I uh, would I, beg to differ uh, on that. Hawk, too. Hawk, well, Hawk Newsom is actually an American political activist and co-founder of the Greater New York chapter of Black Lives Matter. Okay. So he's not he's a leader of a small subsection. Or co-founder, like, well, like you said. Well, if he's if he's talking about reparations, that represents the organization. So, are you going to tell me then we have to find the one that's over a bigger, you know, region of BLM Why are followers? Picking, or like, what what are we talking about? Can can so, we pick the worst part of that? Remember that peace rally we just got finished talking, or the rally we just got talking about with the Nazis and stuff like that? The one that you said that they're all bad. Just no, because, no, I, because they're not. Yes, you did. You said they're yes, all bad. There's nothing good about that. them. So I said then BLM. So then what about I said, BLM? I said Nazis are all bad. I, I would agree with that. Uh, that, but I didn't say everybody at that rally was all bad. I said Nazis. You said that all the Nazis were bad. So yes, are we saying I, yes, then all yes. the BLM people who are under this this Hawk Newsom guy are bad? So no. you're relating BLM to Nazis? No. What if I'm, they no, wait, if wait. if they if they hate Caucasian people, it's still racism. Uh, uh, that, still... Yes, that would be a good point. Yes, good point. Just one right. guy. Absolutely, good point. Yes, that's fair. That's that fair. one guy represents a whole yeah. group of people. If you're no, a leader, no, he doesn't. No, 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 he doesn't. No, no. People who <laughs> believe on, uh, on Instagram, he's got almost twenty thousand followers. So Trump's got millions. That's... He doesn't represent me. 330 million yeah, but people. Trump's not out there preaching to, you know, damage property to, you know, that Trump is not promoting the crap. That's- okay. Let me, let me, okay. It, it was my topic, BLM. Let yep, me see if I can start it off. Okay. All right. The way I, um, let, let's, let's start with it. I don't even know how to begin. This is, I've been thinking about this so much. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I believe in America, we have a racial divide. Erica, what do you think? Do we have a racial divide in America? This guy promotes. 
I honestly, you're talking to a kid of an immigrant, and I um, it's not not that difficult a question. I don't. I I just don't see. Okay. It. I, I mean, I I I I see that there is a divide developing, but I don't think it's racial. Okay. Okay. Sun Tzu, do you think there's a racial divide in America? Yes, I would say that there is. Okay. Uh, Sean, do you think there's a racial divide in America? Yeah, for the past several hundred years. But I'd like to clarify Chris? because uh, I, well, I do want to say I think it's been created because I do agree with Erica in that I also come from parents who are immigrants. So I just think it's something that's been created. Okay. And Chris, do you believe there's a racial divide in America? I know there's a racial divide in America because I've been okay, stopped and, and I, harassed. I, I firmly believe there is a racial divide in America. I think it is in our best interest as all Americans to truly believe the Pledge of Allegiance and to the republic for which I stand, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice to all. I think in America, that's a big part of the racial divide is some people are afforded more justice than others, in my opinion. Now, now, that's, that's, I think money talks. Money talks. The S walks. It's been like that forever in our tradition. Justice, not money. That's part of it, but just justice in general. Just justice in terms of the way you're treated, the way you're treated by police, the way you're treated by the way you get promoted in jobs. I mean, is it fair to say it's more difficult? I mean, maybe let's throw this out. Is it is it fair to say? Let's start with Erica because you were first. I started with you. Is it fair to say? Is it tougher to get a to be promoted to a position as a black person than a white, or is there is it is it equal? I think today it is because people are so afraid of not promoting that black black person because they're so afraid that they're going to get called racist. Whereas um, I know that sounds stupid. I'm talking about the black people. Today, I think that people are. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think that is it's there, a lot is there harder a, is there today. A, is there an inequality between women and men? No. Um. No, I no. don't think there is. No. I don't think so either. So men and women are treated equally in America. Yeah, yeah. but I, you know, I, 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 I think they are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sun Tzu. Yes. I, I guess I just I I look at things differently. I look at like if you want something, you go after it. You know, I've never had my sex uh, deter me. I've never had. Uh, my nationality really deter me either. Although I, I will say you're right, there is a little racial divide, but I think the divide is more among class than it is race. To be money, money. Yeah, yeah, right. People okay. with money are definitely treated okay. differently, regardless of the race. And with with women okay. to men, Mike, I will say this: I think that any woman who is determined and is willing to work right. hard can achieve anything. But I will give you this. I will say that there are industries that are predominantly ran by men and men tend to have like a little kind of boys club type of feel to them. You know, okay. they like to hang out. And I think that it kind of goes to what, um, what Erica said about, you know, some companies being maybe fearful to employ black people because of the fear of being called racist. There is that, I believe also with women with sexual harassment and things like that. And so I understand that because I have seen people take advantage of that type of situation, but I also have seen it happen. So um, it's just one of those things where I, I just think that if you're a good person, you work hard, 
and you are determined to achieve whatever it is that you're looking to achieve, it's going to happen regardless of any kind of biases, any kind of discrimination, any kind of anything. I think that it, you can make it happen. Okay, so so basically, black people are not motivated like white people to uh, to climb to the top. Um, I, no, I think that that you're so that that goes a little bit further back. It's not really that they're not motivated. It's that the majority, uh, if you look at income, you know, the neighborhoods they live in have to do with that as well. Now, not all of them, but I'm going to say the majority of just like just like me, just like brown people, you know, a majority of brown and black people. Are the, the darker your skin is, the more likely you are to live in poverty across the world. Okay, that's not just the U.S. So yeah, it's, it's that's worldwide. So you you, that you also, dodged you dodged the question. You you get you no, went no, back no, to let money me get back again. To, let me get let me get back okay. to it. That's why okay. I'm saying it's not color. So you go to these neighborhoods where they can't afford to live. Well, guess what? Their schools are shitty in those neighborhoods. Parents have to work two jobs to afford. The, so you don't have like the mom at home motivating kid. So, hey, do good in school. Hey, let me help you with your homework, you know? And so these kids, sometimes I was raised by my big brother, you know, because that's my parents both worked, right? But I was raised with like some serious corporal punishment. I fuck up. I'm like, can I say that? I'm sorry. If I messed yeah. up. You I, could cuss all you free. want. You could cuss all you want. Just cuss. <laughs> okay. Just be free. Sorry. Go ahead. Like if, okay. Oh. In that case, if, if I fuck up, I'm going to be looking at the belt, you know, because uh, my parents didn't fuck around. You know, that I think it all starts in parental involvement and that can have, a, that is affected by parental stress levels. If you have to work so two jobs, three jobs, you know, if you're never around your kids to raise them, so their neighborhood raises them. Well, guess what? If you're not living in a good neighborhood, guess who's raising them, right? Oh, and okay, so I want to go back to my point. Blacks then are not as motivated to to rise and achieve as whites are. That's because not a they fair certainly, statement. That's they, not a fair that's, statement. That's, that's, no, yeah, no, no, it's not. No, there's, that's, there's that's cultural, a statement. That's there, a there, there's statement. cultural things, Mike, that you need that we all need to take into consideration. And I've spoken um, to other people about, you know, the Hispanic community, how I do feel like they kind of on their own create their own glass ceiling. They don't feel like they're worthy or capable right of achieving things that they see maybe, you know, white, the white man achieve. And, and it's a cultural thing. It's a, it's and they tell themselves that they're not told that they're exactly. They, they, that doesn't come. Exactly. Wow. But, but, but to my point, wow. Mike, it's true. We, we are both, I don't know, Erica, what your, your background is, but my I, was raised, I was, I, I'm Hispanic, Japanese. Um, and thankfully my family, you know, they did, have a lot of you know motivation to achieve a lot of different things I have you know anyways but but typically the Hispanic community we just have our own glass ceiling that we create culturally now to the black community you're talking about them not being motivated I wouldn't go as far as saying that I will say that culturally they have things that hinder their growth that doesn't allow them to achieve things that they should be able to and and we do have you know those people that would who, be part of the racial divide right Right. That's what you're saying. But you see, you're, you're, I don't know what you're, where you're going with this, but if you're saying that it's, it's a societal thing that we are imposing these racial, you know, no, 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 okay, there are, okay. there are just factors like you're, I'm agreeing with you. There are factors within our society that, that do create not those encourage, results. right. 
Right. And then also what what Erica said too about parenting, you know, the statistics tell you that if you're raised by a single parent, you know, the likelihood of you being impoverished, going to, you know, committing crimes and things like that. So that also plays, you know, into the numbers as far as how many black people can, you know, achieve and things and, you know, have successful careers, right? That all is a factor in all that. I, I, you are preaching to the choir. I love it. I totally agree with you. So that's what I'm talking about is the racial divide, that there are factors in our society that make it much more difficult for people of color to move forward than a white person, than an average person. Certainly, and a a lot of that is dependent on economics, on money, of course. That's a huge part of it. And culture. Okay. Culture is a big piece, too. Yes. Yes. And BLM is a, BLM, okay, this is the way I want people to look at BLM. It's like saving the whales. You know, people get pissed off at BLM. Bill, fucking black lives matter. What's that shit about? Every life matters. What the hell is that shit? BLM is the new concept okay that has taken hold and any concept that is going to take hold they're going to go forward with it's like saving the whales okay you're out on the boat you're ready to save the whales and somebody says hey this is bullshit what are you talking about well what about the fucking seals what about the sea otters well i'm not saying that they're not important it just we're out here today on this particular issue okay I get what you're saying with it, and, and I and I understand the it's whole a, point of it. It's a concept. You're right. It's a, it's it's a, a great concept. movement. It's, it's a, a great concept. movement. But okay, I, so but I feel like it needs some uh, tweaking. It needs some tweaking because, because right uh, now, you know, you know, what you are responding to and what Su, Sun Tzu is responding to, in my opinion, is the extremist part of it. You're looking at the extreme of BLM yeah. and saying we want to defund the police we want reparations we want this we want this fuck you guys right. you've been holding this down for 300 years fuck you you hate yeah. we hate you that is not yeah and that see that that shit pisses course. me off that that makes me like not even want to hear right. what they have to say because it's like fuck but, you guys like you guys aren't the only ones who right, been fucked in this right. country you know you're not you're not right. the only ones the Mexicans the Chinese the French On the home. Irish the Italian, every, everyone's had in their my, turn. Yeah. In my city, in the night, early 1900s, Germans came here. Okay. They were, they were, they immigrated yeah, from German, Russia yeah. because it was called the Summerland, Summerland in German. It was called the land of no winter. They couldn't believe it. When you came to Fresno, California, <laughs> there was no cold weather. They had to live across the tracks. That's where they were relegated to live, across the tracks. Yeah, what about the Japanese yes, people? Exactly. This is exactly. their, yeah, the same so, shit. I mean, it, like we we have treated. I mean, I, you know, although you know, a lot of people forget Mexicans had slaves. You yeah. know, we, and it's like you know, but for some reason, white guys who probably did less conquering than the Spaniards did. You know, um, you know, the white guys basically what do they do like the the North America. The freaking Spaniards took over everybody and South Central America. You know, and and new and pretty much nuked all my my history, the Mayans. You know, we were cut right off. I was just saying, Mike, that I'm very glad I'm being quiet as the only white guy here. <laughs> you uh, so you and Erica I- were were bonding on the fact that 
there yeah seriously yeah. you guys were bonding on the fact that you know there are there could be cultural situational situations that's yeah. holding some people back she was explaining and that's where you kind of were um if you want to sort of redirect or readjust hey, mike was going to read something mike was uh, yeah, getting ready to read something yeah yeah. yeah, let me read something real quick, okay? That's what I, because I asked if anybody had anything else to say. Okay, um, this uh, Ben Shapiro called a new poll showing 56% of voters saying American society overall is racist. Shocking and devastating. It's shocking and devastating because it means one of two things. Uh, either the majority of Americans believe that their family, friends, and neighbors are actually racist, or they believe that the institutions of American society are so deeply corrupt and systematically racist that they have to be raised to the ground. The only solution, if you believe that, uh, believe that society at this moment in 2020 is systematically <clears throat> racist or inherently racist, is complete destruction of the system from within. Uh, Who says that? Who said that? This is a guy named Shapiro. He's uh, one of the guys on Fox News. Okay. Now let me. You know, and he talks about cancel culture and why some people are probably responding to it being racist because of cancel culture. And if you don't answer the right way, you're going to get in trouble. And that makes sense. It really does. Yeah. It makes totally sense. And I don't yeah. believe the I don't believe the number. That's that. That's horseshit. It doesn't make a difference to me. To me, it's it's about a racial divide that we need to identify and do something about. Okay. Um, even if there is a silent group of people out there justifiably cowed into saying what is deemed correct, this is still an alarming trend. If there is no significant pushback, no correction, no one with a large enough platform pointing out that America is the greatest country ever founded and that all of our citizens have unparalleled access to opportunity, these numbers condemning our country as racist will continue to climb. And that view will be exploited by the left to seize control of our great country and to enact their fundamental transformation under the guise of correcting a systemic racist racism that does not exist. Now, my point that. in that, yeah, of course yeah. you do. My point in that is, <laughs> that is, that is the extreme of looking at the racial divide and saying, if we give in to the racial divide, our country will go down. And what I'm saying is- I don't hear it like that. No, I don't, I, I, I hear I'm that not, like, no. you know, you, I heard my dad right there, my dad saying all the time since I was a little kid, listen, we came here, we worked our ass off in the field. If you want to do anything in this country, we didn't cross that border for you to do nothing. You came mm -hmm. here to do better than us. So you're going to shoot for the stars, you know, or, or basically you're just telling us that we did all that for nothing. You, and so that, to me, that, that's the American dream. You know, are, are you, and not you only know, that, Mike, and not only that, we not speaking English, we didn't speak English, we didn't, we didn't know, we weren't citizens, you know, you know, we got doctors, engineers, and you know, and I'm a full time college mm -hmm. student, and it's like, you know what, I, we're, my brothers weren't even born here, you know, that never, ever limited us, all three of them are valedictorian, you know, you know, and, and to me, it's like, no, there's no nothing holding us back, because we were brown, you know, we pushed ourselves. So a whole racial divide thing to me is like it's minimal compared to the difference between class and, and, and status as far as like what you make for a living. That to me is the issue. But so I'm like, you know, I, don't, I just see the whole thing as racial divide is kind of minimal. You know, I don't well, see, who, I, I agree with everything you just who said. Are the, who are which group, which identify then the group that is being held back monetarily and through the economic system? Which group is that? 
I, I don't think it's a, it's necessarily a race issue. I think it's there's plenty of white people that live in uh in in East LA. Trust me, they, and their 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 kids are forced to go to shitty schools too. What about you know? Idaho? I'm sure you see a lot of white people in Idaho. Oh my god! And, and, and the black Idaho, poverty rate yeah. and the white poverty rate are, are are the same, right? In Idaho, everyone's poor, man. Well, everyone's come on, poor Erica. The black in in America in America, the black poverty rate and the white poverty rate are identical. No, really? Are nobody's saying that, Mike. You better get some numbers for that, honey, because there are way, way more poor white people than there are black people. I, she's I, talking I, about percentage. Oh, you're not even close. That's that's way out of line. You're saying there's more white, poor white people than black? Oh yeah. Have you been to freaking Tennessee? Have you been to Georgia? Have you been to Idaho? Dude, they make seven dollars and twenty-five cents minimum there, and like, and everyone there lives in a trailer because they're poor. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not, it's not, it, this is, it's not like California. We're filthy rich and we have the shittiest schools, the shittiest roads. We're the stupidest state, if you ask me. But, you know, but we're, but we have so much money here, but we have all these homeless people here. They, in other states, people are dirt poor and they're working their ass off. You know, I, I to me, it's like, uh, you know, it's not, it's not about race, man. It's about, it's about money. You land where you can afford to, and sometimes that's not in the basement, best neighborhood, and that seems you. Chris, would susceptible. you look up and see what the stats are on the black poverty rate versus Mike, white poverty rate? I'll tell you, like if you go state to state, yeah, California black, the black community has twenty percent poverty is rate. Probably Hispanic, Hispanic is seventeen percent, so not far behind, and the whites are nine percent. But then you have other places like Erica was just stating, where you have heavily white people that are that are okay what's the black poverty rate in in alabama and and places like that where there's a high percentage of blacks wouldn't that be pretty high well yeah if you're taking if you're considering a place that the population's mostly you know black hispanic or white yeah it's 27 percent, but hispanic is 34 percent poverty rate in alabama so it just is just kind of funny it goes to what erica and i have pointed out that there are other communities that are also suffering. And for whatever reason, there's this hyper focus on the black community. And it typically comes from the Democratic side during the election year. And, you know, I wish people would do a little more research in realizing that, you know, they're not being suppressed right now. We are in the freest country where you can really achieve anything you want. Um, and I think to the Ben Shapiro uh, quote that you spoke on, um, what stood out to me is that he was basically stating that we should realize that we are in the wealthiest, the most free country that there is on this planet. And there are a lot of people that don't act that way. And, and that's what I took from that was that people are not behaving as though we are in the best country on this planet. And, you know, well, there's all kind of, I mean, I agree that it's great. We have all these freedoms here, but at the same time, we're, we're not, in the best country we're like 30th in education like we're we're shitty in a lot of areas and we really need to work on that you know it's sad it's embarrassing well what well what they what what i take from him is that the fact that you can literally have nothing and become you know wealthy the the, the freedom yeah the ability to actually make something of yourself is only you know um allowed here or or given to us here um, right. Yeah. As far as yeah, like education, and, there are so many things that they need to improve on. But you know, and it's not it's not harder for blacks or people of color than it is for whites. 
No, I why just, would it be? Know, what, just, why, why, why would it listen, be? Listen, let me tell you, my, my, my father, again, immigrant, he came here, mechanic. He ended up buying his own mechanic shop. Then he bought another one. Um, you know, it's all about motivation and work ethic. That's all it is. And I don't understand. I think that like, like I told, like I mentioned with the Hispanic community, we kind of create our own, you know, glass uh, ceiling. I think that blacks also do the same. I think that they just feel like they're just not going to be able to achieve certain things that they see other, you know, other races achieving. I wonder if a lot of it too is like the way that media kind of puts it into the their their head that like, Oh, you know, like you're, you're just, you're just another pull in. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like my kid the other day said something to me like, like, I ain't no broke bitch. And I looked at her and I was just like, what? <laughs> you know, and like the things that they hear in their songs and like what they see on the media, it gets into their head and they start, they start to, to internalize that stuff. Like, you know, I got the white man coming at me, you know, I got the popo trying to put me in. And it's like that kind of stuff starts to like get internalized and they start believing it. And I don't think that it's, from, right. from I, a person right. who is a inner who is a performing arts major um you know f- first thing you're taught in, in performing arts school i went to a conservatory first thing you're taught is art is about human beings right and everyone's heard that saying that art imitates life so when right. you go with you know people are hearing the popo's trying to get me or whoop de whoop or la right. la la that's that's an artist writing down what he sees in life, what he experiences. Uh, you get right, a lot of these hip hop writer, right. these, these, uh, hip hop rappers. Uh, Nas is a real famous one, right? Nas is a real famous right. rapper. And he says, you know, he, he calls his art thug poetry. Right. And he says, right. you know what, what's made my lyrics, you know, timeless. And so good is that I write about what I see. So a lot of times when right. you say these other kids are just tearing it and believing it, these are written by kids that are living it and putting it out there. And somehow, whatever song you love, you love that song because you relate to it somehow. It speaks to you. So how do it the little white kids glamorize? Relate, right, exactly. How they do glamorize living in Atherton? Who, how, it, to me it's, who it's, glamorizes it's these things? Are the corporate companies, but that's a whole different thing because that's how you make profit. Yeah, it's a market. Yeah, they want to sell records, you know. You know, but that's the thing, but right? The thing that's, is, what, that's what our kids are listening to. But the thing what is, I, what I right. want to make clear to everyone is that this is not make believe stuff. And to answer oh, your your that. you know your your question, Mike, on um, the highest poverty in the United States in a whole in general is the Native Americans, and I will read you what it is. So in the United States in, in the whole, Native Americans make up 24%, okay? That's poverty rate by race ethnicity, okay? That's Native Americans. Wow. Uh, second, yeah. behind 24% is the, is the blacks or African Americans at 22%. Then it goes Hispanics at 19%. Then uh, Asian, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders at 11 People that are considered white or Caucasian uh, is at 9%. So that's what that statistic was. The reason I butted in was because I'm kind of, I feel like we're losing our focus here. You know, um, as someone who is, you know, I mean, I'm mixed. So am I black? Yes, my father's black and my father was born on the plantation that his 
grandparents were slaves on, you know? So as being a black male who's also mixed, I am light-skinned, um, you know, I get confused with different races, you know? But as someone who's lived it, as someone who believes he's intelligent, as someone who worked his ass off and became a manager in every job he's ever worked as, I had to work twice as hard. And I had to watch my P's and Q's. And I had to watch who I spoke to, what I did, and I just knew it. Because I knew for me, it was going to be hard because my family's fucking poor, okay? And I worked my, my butt off to, to live comfortably in Monterey, which is a pretty nice place to live in California. Because California is... But do you think that being poor may have influenced it as much as your race? Or do you think it was mostly your race? I didn't really, you know, my parents did such an interesting job. Um, I didn't really think about race until I hit, uh, I think, until I hit my final, well, I, I, I graduated high school early. So until high school, until I got a job, I, you know, I, 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 I got a job, right? And then I, um, I, I went to go work. And when the boss saw the color of my skin, I, the job was no longer there. That's when it really hit me. Why I, did you feel that way? I'm curious to know how you came. Yeah, to what that made you think it was your race? Because he said, "Yeah, I can't wait to have you work, Chris. Come on in." It was at a place called Me and Ed's Pizza. It was a pizza parlor, and I was super excited because there was an opening. I saw it in the newspaper when we used to have newspapers and want ads. And um, I called, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and we talked, and we talked one day, we talked the second day, and I was going to start my first day, and. I went there right after school, super excited. And when I walked in, he goes, you're Chris. I go, yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't need you. Wow. Maybe it was your shirt. Ah, that's it. <laughs> Did you have a MAGA shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is wow. that's when, cause I was confused. And I also, I remember being in junior high and my principal thought it was a good idea to tell me this joke. And I remember oh, standing, no. I remember standing next to my principal in junior high and he's like, I go, what is it? He goes, I got a joke. I go, what's the joke? I don't know if I should tell you. I go, tell me, tell me the joke. He says, uh, oh my God. don't you shower? And I was like, oh my God. Cause you know, at that, when you're in junior high, right? You're hitting puberty and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So well, I'm, no, like, right. I'm like, I'm oh like, oh my God. I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, 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 sir. I, I shower. I go, dude. Do I smell? And he goes, no. He goes, because you're so darn black. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'm in junior high. Wow. So for me, it didn't hurt me because I didn't get it. Because my parents did such an interesting (laughs) job, you know? So, but the the thing is, these are real things. Now, I have full blooded black cousins, and am I different than them? Hell yeah, I'm different than them. Night and day, I'm different than them. Do some of them hurt themselves? Hell yeah, some of them hurt themselves. Do some of them get stuck in this bad idea that the whole world's on their, you know, the whole world's against them and they have a chip on their shoulder? Hell yeah, they do. Right. Okay. So, how do we fix that? Is that that's that's where Black Lives Matter, I think, has that's where they have in my opinion that's where they should be focused and how do we pull these black communities mm-hmm. and and honestly how do we pull these communities that are suffering you know people of color i hate that term but i'll just it is it. people of color I that's what we are 
We're people. I mean, yeah, that's just I what it is, I, unfortunately. But we're but we're all the same species. Native yeah. Americans. It mm-hmm. should be Native Americans. It should be First black Nationers. people. It should be Hispanic. Uh-huh. I, I hate the word Hispanic too. But uh-huh. like you know, just we, all these people that uh-huh. have been predominantly um, kind of screwed, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter. Really, this is where they should be focusing. Is hey, we've been done wrong. Let's get our communities and lift them up so that they can be they can feel just as like like mike was saying like like we are all one right uh-huh. you got to get people to listen this first is, this is the issue though you, you got to get people with, to listen first with blm though the issue is this is they are for uh destroying the nuclear family which we if we've all heard i might even talk about fatherless homes and the likelihood yeah. a child you know committing a crime being impoverished if if that's their stance, if that's their their foundation, then they are no good to anyone. Because I don't care what they what other positives they may have as far as their mission statement. If they don't believe in a mother and a father raising their children as the whole family, then they are no good to to our society. Because that's why our society is what it is is the breakdown of the family. That is what has happened. And Erica brought it up about you know your neighborhood raising your kids and all these other things. Well, that's the problem. You've got to look at who's being raised in fatherless homes and, and look yeah. at the numbers as far as what I'm sorry. What's the problem again? The neighborhood raising the kids? Because that's what I just heard. From uh, you. No, what I, I mentioned earlier about uh, how, you know, the neighborhood you grow up in, uh, yeah. if you have parents that are working two, three jobs, if you got both parents working to keep a roof over their family's head, you know, or even a single mom like myself or like some too, you know, you've got. You, you brushed your ass. Your kids don't always have, you know, the great stay-at-home situation that a lot of wealthier families have. I've got friends that get to stay at home and raise their kids, and it's like, gee, that's awesome. I wish I could have done that. Well, let me, <laughs> you let, know, let, let me say this because I think since we made a good point, I think you made a good point, Erica. But let me let me say this as being someone you know, whose ancestor was really a slave, right? Let me, uh, and I mean, other people had ancestors being a slave too. I don't want to make me special because I'm really not. But let me say this. Um, there was something. Well, ancestors being what? Ancestors being a slave. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, I yeah. thought you said a flake. I'm like, no, 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 a, a slave, a slave. Because we, 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 I mean, <laughs> okay, we all don't know, okay? Uh, let me say this. I and, actually, believe it or not, I actually do on my dad's side. Go right. on. Okay, so let me uh, see this again. I, I was making that point for not being, you know, um, you had said, Erica, you're like, you know what? If they're about, you know, finding, like fixing that, getting that block, that chip, sorry, off your shoulder. You know, I challenge right. everyone here on this panel to go read the, you know, the Black Lives Matters website. Because when I read that website mm-hmm. and I look for hate of white people, I don't see it. You know, I don't. I, you, you, I'm, I'm just telling you what on their official website, what they pay a lot of money to have up. I don't see it. If I was to go to a Nazi site, if I was if, if I was to go to a white supremacy site, I'm going to see yeah. hate. You know, I'm, I'm going to be called a mud person, a mud baby. OK, but I'm telling you, I don't on, think supremacy on, on of any kind is OK. You but know, what I, you do and, uh, see on their uh-huh, website, you guys, uh-huh. sorry, Erica, is is the fact that they you will never see men mentioned in their their mission statement i will read verbatim what it says on their mission statement it says 
we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages. Where is this collectively that? Because I'm on their, the website, on their mission statement. This is their mission statement, okay. mm-hmm. especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. So again, they, it's like they want to just completely just take the man, the husband, the no, no, father no, no, no. out of the family. Way it does, absolutely, that. yes. It absolutely, it, it does. It did not, it, okay, hold on. Listen to what you said. We support everyone. It didn't say we don't want men there. So then why does it say only to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable? They don't even parents. bother to mention. And, and Sean, well, what, do you think, what do you think the Western prescribed nuclear family is? So, so we what, disrupt what the Western parents? prescribed nuclear family. We disrupt it. Because what they're saying is that doesn't, it doesn't have to be just a man and a woman. It can be two women. It can be two men. It can be a man and a woman. They're saying that they support everyone. After they that's what I mention. After they only mention mothers and children. And parents. And pa- right. parents again. Did, why would, why would they not say men? Wait, why Sun would Su. they did, not say men Sun if they're going to say, say parents? Sun Tzu. Did it say mother, parents, and children? Mothers, parents, and children. Ah, so we missed the parents term on that time. No, we didn't. Yes, you did. You said mothers and children. So m- parents can include both. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Why wouldn't they say fathers? Why wouldn't they? That's, that's oh. kind of weird. They wouldn't say fathers there, though. It is well, a little how weird. Many, okay, well, okay, wait, 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 let me ask you this. Wait, it's but, worse let me ask you this. all the time. It's how is that it's worse? How is that extreme? You guys listen because, to. Can you do me a favor, Sun Tzu? Can you please copy and paste that or send me the link to where you're at? Because I can't find it. I'm looking for it. It's literally on the. And they also. They also talk about. Hold on. They also talk about. This is the thing that's just really bothersome to me because they talk about that, right? Dismantling the family. Then they, they also say, we are self-reflexive and do the work required to dismantle cisgender, cis, oh my gosh, cisgender, gender privilege and yes, uplift yes. black trans folk, especially yeah, yeah, black yeah. trans women Blotty, who continue yada, yada, to be yeah, disproportionately yeah. impacted right. by trans antagonistic violence. Right. Right. Um, right. So, you know, Sensu, I, I, just to kind of add to what you're saying, I understand that, that Mike and, and you guys are thinking if that's really extremist thinking. I get that. And I, and I respect your opinion on that. I really do. I think it's important to keep in mind that at any time when you are addressing a large population of followers or people who may be interested in what you have to say, I think it is so important. To choose your words carefully. And Tell to, the president to, that. Tell the president oh, that. That's no, no, exactly not, what Sean not, said. No, let's let's not change the subject because I agree with you there as well too. Okay. But I, okay. This, Sorry. But I, but I, no, cheap no, shot. Okay. Cheap shot. It, it was a cheap shot. But that's okay. <laughs> I forgive you. I, I I just you know don't get me wrong. I I I'm not. I'm right. I'm very moderate conservative. You know. I, I'm not. I'm not a crazy extremist. I'm not either way. You know. But my, but I do believe that you know public speaking is a skill. And you need to be able to express what you're saying in a way that's going to be specific to what you're trying to say and, and accurate and that, and people won't be left with room to interpret it any other way. Like how, and, and the way that they worded it, it's very difficult because they like worded said, it, hey, it could be taken this way. Erica, I'm, I'm, I've, you know, we're, so their whole mission thing is like super long. So where Sun Tzu's yeah. reading is towards the very end. But the mm-hmm. thing is, mm-hmm. we foster queer affirmative network. We, okay, 
So because they foster queer affirmative, uh, uh, affirmative networking, they just can't say all uh, genders and blah, blah. You, please. Okay. So that's I've, where they're going with like the family. Unit. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes, so right, they, right. so they cannot, you know, they're for them just to say a father and a mother is right away saying, yeah. Hey, yeah. two dad dads or two mamas. Yeah. No, wait a minute. That's wait already a minute. discriminating. How about, us? How about this? You know, right. That. Yeah. Right, okay. So, okay. So, so maybe the, again, they, they could have worded that more. But they, there is no you know, way to again, word it different if you're trying to be including everyone. So this is this is what really gets me because it sounds like to me they're okay, trying to include yeah. everyone, not be against everyone. And the, and, the funny and the thing is, is, go ahead, Mike. No, 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 Chris. Sorry, I interrupted. Sorry, go. So the the the, the other thing is, I don't understand where they're so hateful if they're trying to include everyone. Now there was one thing that was kind of angry that I I kind of got that you know that was I was like hmm I could I could perceive that as being angry right there was one part there you know uh, where I I feel like they were kind of angry and it's right here it says uh, we dismantled the patriarchal mm-hmm. practices that require mothers to work double shifts so mm-hmm. I'm like uh, well that means that they're talking about the type that you're talking about Erica and the poor mm-hmm. the impoverished because those mothers do work double shifts and you know what. Let someone call me a racist when I say, yeah, a, a majority of, you know, black people don't have their father there. There's a majority of songs that, that yeah. sing about it. There's a majority of poems yeah. that sing about it, of movies that sing about yeah. it. Okay. So right, it needs to be fixed. It does. Right. That it needs family to be fixed. unit needs to be it strengthened to in be the black fixed. community. Yeah. Because you don't but see by, that. You don't see that shit by, in Mexican communities. But by ignoring the movement as radical and extreme. You know, that there is a narrative that goes back to Sun Tzu's point that the that there's a media that gives a narrative. So that goes back to Sun Tzu's point. And unfortunately, maybe some of us, including myself, have been manipulated by a narrative like that, because the truth is I had no opinion about Black Lives Matter. until this very moment right here where I've spent the majority of our time reading their website. The truth is, I we yeah. still don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Ask me something. I, I, so, like now that you're reading the mission statement, yeah. you know, and you know, yeah. and understanding uh, the biggest I'm interpreting issue in the black community, right? Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, is and then understanding the biggest issue um, in the black community being fatherless homes, which mm-hmm. even Obama stated, you know, when he was in office, uh-huh. doesn't it bother? He's a victim someone- of that as well. Well, yeah, well, it, uh-huh. doesn't it bother, shouldn't it bother anyone that's in the black community to see that they're not trying to strengthen that in any way, yet they, they, they're just more focused on all these other, you know, types of It's people, called I having guess, a slave. not given any hope. Yeah, that's, that's the issue. It's hope. Mike's making You've it simpler. give people yeah. hope. It's called how, the. Yeah, how is this giving them? It's hope called that the slave mentality. No, it's you, called. Hold it's on, Mike. About job. Yeah. Mike, hold it's on. Yeah. Jobs. It's about. It's about pushing back to the community and letting black businesses flourish and black people flourish and people of color flourish. Mike, did you ever so get a opportunity? Have to, hope. Did you ever get a opportunity? Is not against us, mm. but that it is going to encourage us. And there are a lot of people of color who believe the system is against them. And the, a lot of what you're saying about the money part of it is absolutely true. You're poor in this country. You're fucked. The pandemic has pointed that out 
over and over and over again. That's not totally true. You know that that basketball and football are predominantly black men who conquer those two sports, and they are millionaires. And Uh, so I don't understand. I don't That's understand. Like I don't understand. Excuse me. I don't understand why people who are in that situation, why they aren't facilitating this type of. They growth. are. And LeBron you know James Ooh. opened up a public school, and they he do. pays Tons of money. And and Tons he. Money. Okay, stop. We're all talking over each other. You asked the question. Why? Why aren't they? There are several pro athletes. Okay, of every sport that goes into the yes. urban community and causes these yes. things. There are several hey, of them. Yes. Yes. So there was a um, a cultural psychology class I had to take when I was in college. Uh-huh. And one of the things our instructor went over was uh, the way that the black community kind of has this section of parenting where they push their kids to do good in sports. And a lot more, a lot of black kids would say, you know, well, they wanted to be in like basketball or football or whatever. And their goal was to be like, oh, I want to get, go to college. I want to get drafted. This and that. Yes. And, and, and their parents would be like, yes, do that, do that. Yes. But they're the called stage is, parents. One per- and, and it's, and the fucked up part about that is yeah, the percentage yeah. of kids, the right. percentage of these black right. kids that focus, that focus on doing excellent in these sports, yes. the percentage yes. of those kids. That actually got drafted to be professional are so players are so tiny Absolutely. that they fuck themselves. It's yes. like, no, man, you should have been studying. You should have been studying. Right. But you know what, though? To do something else just in case. Erica, you know? that's a that's a beautiful example. But let me add more to that example. It's not nowadays. It's not just the black community that does it. It's our. It's what American culture is with TikTok. Yeah. You know, Instagram, oh, yeah. Facebook. Everybody wants to be Insta famous. Everybody wants to show their yeah. good looks and give me money. Give me my yeah. Patreon. Give me my even me. <laughs> even me doing this this podcast. We're I'm even doing like it. You, give Chris. me money. Just We're come on, love like me, Chris. love me, love me. But you're right. But the thing is, you know, it's it's where America is today, and this is why it shouldn't just be a black thing. Where I agree with you guys, it shouldn't just be a black thing. But we have to realize, and this is where Mike was right, you know, this COVID-19 thing is drawing this out. This yeah, poverty, so this obvious. strain, the yeah. fact that we keep yeah. on seeing people just get shot and killed, but yet we can see someone yeah. else that might look a little different than me because of the color of their skin, not. And I'm confused and I'm angry because right. my mom, my grandpa, everyone told me that it's all, oh, everyone's against me because I'm a nigger. And that's what happens. That's what's being right. said. I mean, I'm sorry right. for that, for that word, but that's what they're being told. You think that black people, that their elders are not telling them, you know what, they're just going to call you a right. nigger. That's what's being said. And I'm not trying to be shocked or anything, but that's what it is. So you have to put yourself in that mentality right. to understand that slave mentality right. and how stuck they are. Right. I, I, right. I'm going to read something else. One more thing. Okay. This is from a 2018 press conference. And this is a uh, white sheriff. And the, the what has happened is, Black, uh, I think five black uh, people were arrested for shoplifting. Okay, and it's in a, in a press conference at least. And then he says, "This is I kind of catch it in the middle." At least some of these black males are going to go on and get ten other women pregnant and having small children. Let's put them away for the rest of their lives, so that the rest of us can be better. We need to build warehouses 
where we can put these people so that they will not affect society. This was in a 2018 press conference. That's from Sheriff David Beth. Anybody recognize the name? That's the guy. I do. That's the sheriff. That's the sheriff in the Kenosha, Wisconsin. Oh, wow. He's still the sheriff. He is still the sheriff. Now, would you consider what he is saying racist? Oh, yeah. Sun Tzu? Perhaps. 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 Guys, does that sound aggressive? Erica? Sorry, I had myself on mute. So I didn't get... <laughs> yeah, I think that's a little racist. It definitely has yeah. some racist tones there. <laughs> yeah, and and he is still the sheriff. And I, but you know, I have to say, I wish I knew the context of that. Although it, I don't know that it would change it. Exactly. But... What context would you like? I, well, I don't. This is a I'd sheriff like a talking one, about black people. <laughs> this is a sheriff talking about five black people who were arrested for shoplifting. And yeah, he said, I mean, he went on to say, you know, I know, you know, this is a political correct. I know I'm wrong. I shouldn't be saying these things, but I know a lot of people <laughs> feel this way. I know a lot of people feel this way. Look, and I'm not trying to say this is what America is all about. No, it's not. Not even close. I do not. If I believe that, oh, Jesus, I've moved to another country. Trust me that I do not in a first second believe that we are, most of us are racist like that. That's, that's obscene. But at yeah, the same time, yeah. man, we have got to accept the fact that what BLM is, is it is the fourth major movement since the turn of the century. There was a major movement in 1910, 1920s. There was a major movement at the end of World War I. There was a major racial movement at the end of World War II. And this blew me away in World War II. And the reason there was a racial movement in World War II was because the blacks were fighting against fascism and then coming home and saying, wait a minute, we're fighting against fascism to a system that is a racially su white supremacist? Mike. And back in 1945, we were a society of white supremacists. Those rallies were broken up and riots were broken up by white police who always sided with the whites in 1945. And then the 60s was another huge social movement, starting with Kennedy. And then when Kennedy was killed, Johnson passed it on. People, Blacks didn't even have the right to fucking vote until 1963 and 64. They came up- Do you know when women were allowed to vote? Before that. It was like 28 or something, wasn't it? 1928 or 19, what, didn't we just have the 100 year anniversary? Wasn't it in 1920? Yeah. 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 That's correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they couldn't vote. They came up with all kinds of rules. And they had big citizenship questions they had to pass that you and I couldn't pass. Sean. To keep blacks from voting. Mike. Mike. But, so but Mike, all, what? So all of these things that we fast forward to today, and your, your topic was BLM, they've raised millions upon millions of dollars. Can you tell us what they've used that money for and if it's done anything good for their community we don't Probably know yet zero because the, it's not about blm it's about people who say i believe you yeah. 
I what? believe yeah. we have a racial no, no, divide no. in America. I get that. I, 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 I get that. Their purpose that they're, they're raising all that money. Finish. Let me finish, please. I believe there is a racial divide in America that we need to fix. And we need to fix it through jobs. We need to fix it through equal opportunity. We need to fix it through better education, equal opportunity through education. What about BLM? What, uh, BLM what is BLM is, doing? Is, BLM is the soup of the day. It's the soup of the day. It is the particular uh, buzzword of the day that is driving the movement. Okay? It's not to a me, buzzword. Me, it's a freaking organization that has okay. raised millions of dollars. Mike. So what? And so, so what? what are they Let's doing hope. with that money? I think I, okay, here we go. Let is me answer it? this because I think I know where this is going. They are They are raising money to give to democratical candidates. Is that what you're looking for? Exactly. Okay. Not, and not only that, what else are they using it for? People who have gone to jail, who have been protesting and rioting, and it, they've been using it to get them out, get, get out of jail free cards. So, so if I, my point yeah. is, is how is this helping the community? I can They're answer there you as a movement. I, I can answer you. They are helping by bringing awareness. They are helping by they, but they are helping by by bringing awareness. All of us. All of us, uh, that's the truth. We can't deny that because the truth is you know their name, right? I know their name. Erica knows their name. That, that, are you saying that supporting them, Democratic candidates, is bringing awareness no. to their movement? I'm saying. Then why are they, why are they saying, funneling their monies to them? Because I they have no confidence you. in Trump. That's why. Because he has not shown himself to They're be political. a candidate they have that been. is even accepting even recognizes in the entire Republican National Convention, Sun Tzu, barely was it mentioned BLM, other than in context of violence, rioting, violence, rioting, violence, rioting. And yet the DNC never even mentioned the riots and the looting and all the violence either. So that goes both ways. Okay, so I don't fine. understand what your point is with that. My, okay, my point is if I'm black and I'm trying to look for someone to hope, to bring Tim hope. Scott was a perfect example of hope. There were plenty of examples. If you actually watched the RNC, oh, there were stop. plenty of examples of black men ah. and women who have succeeded in life and yep. are people who actually give hope to the black community. And, I don't know why. They, but the thing is, is BLM they, the only hope that they should find? You know, no, should, no. Why is that so important? To okay, hold on. Because, because it represents the cause of the day, Sun Tzu. According to Mike, you. According to Mike, you, hold on. Sun Tzu, Sun Tzu, hold on. Because the truth is, you two have been having this battle since, you know, you've came on. So let's ask Sean and then let's ask Erica because they're this new soup of the day. Sean, say something. I don't care that you're white. I want you to talk. I want you to say something. <laughs> Come on, white boy. No, I actually, I believe, like I said, my feeling of BLM itself, and I tried to explain this earlier, I think we were off for a minute, is the way I take it. Whether I'm right or wrong, it's how I feel. Your when perspective. They say black lives, yeah, my perspective. When, when we had the shooting in Gilroy, and they said Gilroy strong, people didn't go, oh, come on, it's all city strong. They respected that Gilroy was having a problem. And they supported him by buying Gilroy Strong shirts. When Vegas was shot up and they said Vegas Strong, they didn't go, come on, it should be all city strong. You know, I see the same thing with Black Lives Matters. When someone says Black Lives Matters, it's not saying blacks are better than anybody. 
To me, it means that they should be treated equal as everybody. When they get shot, it should be, it should be, you know, prosecuted. When there's too many people that get shot or tape shooting in, in right on the news, and it takes like the, the, the one one, it took four months for them to arrest the two white guys that shot the black guy. It's like, you know, I, I just, I don't understand what the problem is. Is any organization 100% correct? No. Anyone who says anyone's perfect is wrong. So we have to understand they're going to make mistakes. They're going to do wrong stuff as well. But I just don't see it as a bad organization, personally. Erica? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I started out with my opinion of Black Lives Matter uh, very, 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 um, I, I just, I hated it. I was like, this is stupid. I feel, and, and it's softened up a little bit, you know, because, uh, you know, that you guys have all made some good points, you know, but I, honest to God, feel like they, they need to tweak it for me to support it. They really need to change the focus of it and make it to be more about uh, solution-oriented because we all beautiful. know there's a problem at this point. They, they've made it very clear, you know, but they need to start focusing on the solution. And uh, because what they're doing, what they're doing at this point is creating uh, a very entitled black youth community that is part of the problem with what I, I've been hearing people complain all the time about how our youth is so, so entitled. We've got this new entitled generation. Like, I feel like we owe them something. And, you know, and I feel like this is kind of doing the same thing for the young black youth of America that, that it, no entitled, no entitled community has ever prospered well. No, no self entitled. This is what right? you wrote like, in your email to us. Right. Actually. The editorial. Yeah. yeah. The editorial. yeah, yeah she wrote that. This right. is, so, Mike, you, you had something yeah. specifically to say about that. This is your opportunity. She, she gave you I the insight. Why am I not surprised that you that Mike well, something actually, that? Well, actually, I want to change it up a little bit because America. <laughs> what what you just said reminds me of a story that I heard that really had an impact on me, and I heard it a long time ago about a about a about trying to understand the the different the racial divide in America, and and it was like this kid, this black man, was a young guy, and he and a bunch of friends were going, you know, messing around in town and so on. And they closed off the park with fences, and they were going to do some construction. So a couple of the white kids jump over the fence, and they're going in. And they turn around, and the black kid's standing there. And he goes, come on, come on. And he goes, nah, I can't, I can't go. And he goes, oh, come on, come on. And he goes, nah, I can't. I can't go. And you know why he can't go. I know why he can't go, because he'd have been the one that had gotten fucked as a black kid, you know, 20 years ago. And I think yeah. that's a fair representation, you know, and that's, that's what you have to understand. That's how black people, people of color, that's how their lives, their world is different. And if we are truly going to say, and justice for all, we have got to do a little bit better job, not the extreme reparations and this and all of this crap. A lot of the BLM crap is going to go away because it's ridiculous. It's the, it's the tip of the iceberg shit that always comes out in the beginning. And the, the right keeps looking at that part and saying, see, 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 that's what they want. That's what they want. See, see, that's where it's going to be. No, it's not. There are sensible people that are not going to let that happen. Mike. 
<laughs> Where the hell are they right I, now? <laughs> exactly. This is wait, hold on. Let me just make a point because I like what you just said, honestly. And and what comes to mind is the media back where where you know my whole point is yes i feel like they carry so much responsibility as far as how they perpetuate different narratives different you know perspectives of, of how things happen i i don't know i feel like we should all ask ourselves like you know would we be so divided right now if they try to look at the positive side of certain stories or things rather than just jumping the gun and just putting out this you know, terrible version of, of a story. And, and yeah. why do you think that? Let me answer that. Let me, let me, let me, let me answer that because Good this point, is Sansu. Good point. You know what? Sansu, you're amazing. I want to make that clear, but you know what, Mike, I think you're wrong. And Sansu, I think you're wrong because let me tell you why. Cause that's not a good point Ouch. because, because I live it. You know, the funny thing about genetics, the real funny thing about genetics is that, I have a I have a roll of a dice. I could have a super white looking kid or I could have a super dark looking kid. And let me tell you, if I have a boy that's super dark, I'm going to be terrified. Am I racist? I'm going to be terrified because if that kid's not perfect, he could be put in a bad situation. And the media didn't teach me that. The media didn't show me that. I lived it. They can exaggerate that whole view, though. But I, mean, I lived it, Sun Tzu. I know, I know, but and I'm not taking that away. And and in no way, by me making that statement, do I want anyone to feel like I'm taking away the fact that there is racism out there? Because absolutely, there is. That that I think anyone will agree with. But the way that we choose to make decisions in our lives, with that being present, can determine our path. I mean, okay. I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm Hispanic, right? Uh -huh. I, I grew up, I grew uh -huh. up around a lot of Hispanics uh -huh. and I remember going to church or whatever amongst a lot of white people. And I felt really out of place. I felt less than, and it's just weird, right? You feel like you have dark skin, so you're not as good as these white people. And, and it becomes, no, see, I never felt now, like I wasn't good as a white person. I felt like that as, I, good. Oh. as good. Sorry. Thank you. That must be yeah, my yeah. that that must yeah. be my ebonics kicking a, in. You make you make a, you make a very <laughs> shitty white person. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, but the, the, no, I, I and I don't mean just to interrupt you. But the thing is, what what I what I want you to grasp, and what I feel like you're not grasping, is that it it literally like it, it's not. Even, for, I'm gonna give you this example since you want to use media so much. When Tucker Carlson was defending uh, Ritterman. You know, the young man with the... Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse, I believe. Rittenhouse, right? Mm -hmm. When he was defending him, and we see that young, young 17-year-old boy with such a powerful gun, and he's walking down the street in Wisconsin. Let's just say a black 17-year-old boy was walking alongside the, the, the Charleston people. Do you think the cops would ask him for a cup of water and, hey, go down that way? Or do you think they would have tackled him and put him down? Depends on if it's a, it's a, you can carry in those states. Like that's, that, that state. Oh, that's, 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 go ahead. That's no, you know really what? Out. And it's happening that's, right now though, as we're, as we're talking in, in the hey, different you guys, states that they're that, that, right that, that, that makes, a, that does make a difference, a, a slight difference, I will say, yeah, because, yeah. you know, I, I will, <laughs> If that, so, guy like was, said, if that guy had been black, he, he walked past all of those cops 
all of you know what uh, we can say that about a lot of shit i mean if i had been white you know but well well mexican would it be the same way like what, what do you guys think about if, if it I were don't a mexican know. boy I, that's interesting well i i actually there was believe a guy in california that. got shot there was a guy in california got shot wasn't he hispanic because he had a hammer Give us some more context than that. It was the one about okay. one about the rioting, uh, and they were. He, they think he was a rioter. He was at a Walmart or something, and the police shot him and found it was only a hammer he had with him. Mm. You uh, know, I'll look it up. Well, I, you I, know, Chris, can I yeah. just respond to you? Real yeah, quick? absolutely, please. So, so, again, I do agree with that. I do agree that there are those, um, you know, racial biases where by cops by all kinds of people, right? In, in general, people, not just cops, because, you know, cops are good. They're not it, all right, cops are horrible. And other people. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Yes, but, yeah. but the thing is, is do you not believe, though, that the media has a huge part in making yes, Sun that Yes, Sun Tzu, I do. I, I, I absolutely do. But I think it's 50-50. I think it's 50% media, and I think it's 50% real life experience. I do. I just, I just think, I just think that, like, if you have a bad experience, like you, you have, you know, like several, not just one, super no, several. But what I'm saying is, if you have, okay, if you have several, you know, yeah. experiences like that, but if you also have the media just fe- feeding and fueling that fire mm-hmm. that's already mm-hmm. there, rather than mm-hmm. giving you some hope or, or you know, or giving you some kind of feeling of, you know, what I can still work through this because perhaps, you know, not everyone's, you know built like you or wired like you mentally, right? Where you're just strong and you just know what you want and you're going to work through it. Not That's everyone's so nice. like that. Thank you for but thinking true, that way. Right? Not, yeah. not, not everyone has that mentality. Yeah. So the ones yeah. who aren't wired that way, how do you think it affects them? So those know? are the ones that we have to help. And that's where Erica's right. That's where BLM has to tweak their teachings. That's where Erica's yeah. right. That's mm-hmm. where you're yeah. right, Sun Tzu, because you're not wrong, Sun Tzu. You're not. And I'm not against you. I just want you to feel that. Because let me tell you something. There is this movie that came out maybe two, three years ago called they hate you give or something. And I refuse mm-hmm. to watch it because I said, if I watch that effing movie, I'm a be all angry and I don't want to be angry. Cause I knew it was some, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I, I refuse to watch wow. it. I'm so serious. I refuse to watch it because I didn't want to be mad. You know, I, yeah, and no, I, 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 yeah, guys, I that. yes, yes. So I, I just looked up, it happened to Vallejo, which is close to all of us here. June 5th, 2020 police shot. 22-year-old Sean Monteros, uh, as they were responding to incident of looting in Vallejo because he had a mm-hmm. hammer. Mm-hmm. And so, so can we look at the demographics of Vallejo before we? So, but when we look at the demographics of Vallejo, you know. And by the way, I'm a three-time felon. So, in case you guys are wondering, <laughs> so, I wasn't. Uh, you should have been locked <laughs> up a long time ago. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, what does the demographics know. mean yeah. about them shooting the an unarmed guy? To me, as a felon, if I'm in the hood, Vallejo, yeah, Vallejo I'm sorry, is the hood. Vallejo's hood. Yeah, right? Vallejo's hood, yeah. And uh, if I'm in the hood and I'm looting, uh, you Were know. They, was he looting, though? Do we know that? Or used to people. No, they, they thought he was no, I don't know that. I don't he, know well, that. I'm, I'm reading the article, and I remember this. That's why I brought it up. 
no, so the, in the lane, most cops are going to assume the worst because they're used to being shot at, attacked, and yeah. everything. I, that doesn't make assume. it okay. No, no you're Sean, right. Sean, you need to, you obviously have not been in a situation where no, I'm military. I've been in many situations. I'm yeah, in so so what right. do you mean you don't assume? If you're walking into an area that we you know is very every day. Every behavior no, yeah, but, do, but you don't assume and shoot. You don't well, assume we don't shoot. know the situation. Like, do, yeah. do you have the details hey, guys. there? Because I'm not saying yeah. he, was, he was kneeling with his hands above his waist. Hey guys, it's but almost with a hammer with a hammer in his hand. Guys, it's it's um it. Listen, we missed out on Sean's topic, and we need to get to Sean's topic. It's we're we're running into three hours. So, I mean, we're an awesome podcast, but we're not, but, but, but we're not that awesome (laughs) that we could go over three hours. So we're awesome. We're not that awesome yet. We're not Joe Rogan. Awesome yet. So they're going to turn us off by now. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. This matter of fact, this might be a five point, a five partner because, Uh, um, no, no, seriously, because we, because the thing is, I would love to get the same panel together to talk about Sean's topic too. I think Sean's topic is very important, but there's What's Sean's topic. It's on COVID, right? Am I right, Sean? Or am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yay, we, not political. So, right. well, and, and, and that's another thing, audience. That's a, that's a, that, that's another thing. Another thing is we, we, we need to start revving up for non-political things because there's life things we could all talk about. Um, but the thing is, um, yeah. but the thing is <laughs> like the shitty food and trail. <laughs> but the thing is that one thing that we do gotta you know first of all nobody here you know is a bad person we all have different perspectives and the thing is even though we didn't like i i was hoping for something a little bit more joined together it didn't really happen but i think we had Mm -hmm. some some breakaway to where we weren't just eating each other up like we've had in the past it's, we're a good demographic of what we're going to see out in, in the streets. Area. Yeah. Are, in the street, right. Exactly. And not everybody is going to agree, but it's good that we all can hear each other, Yeah, you know, and we might not agree, but we can agree to disagree and well, respect each other's opinions. Here's one thing I want to say, Sun Tzu, you were spot on on your mm-hmm. topic and meaning that the media needs to start taking a lot more responsibility. The media really does yeah. in general. Period. And I think totally. all of us agree. I think Chris totally, Cuomo yeah. should yeah. like should not talk about Trump anymore because Trump has attacked his brother, has attacked him. President Trump, by the way. Excuse me. Sorry, Mr. President. Um, and also, you know, there, I mean, and on the other side. So amazing topic, right. Sun Tzu. Terrific job in doing that. As for Black Lives Matter, I, it's, it's hard for me to say anything. Because the truth is, I am, you know, I, I'm, I'm a person. You're prejudiced. I, 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 I you know, no, let's be real. Let's, let's, you know, I mean, no, I'm no, half black. No, we get it. So, we get it. I mean. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. So you, you are more, you're probably the darkest one out of all of us, right? Here on the panel. I, so, I, you know. I so. Chris, I my know. friend, my friend is a lot darker than you. That's why I'd love to have him on. Well, it, it, totally. I, I, and I, are, are we talking about the same friend? You, you and I, are, are we talking about the same one? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Hey, and I, I will. I volunteer someone. My, oh my old gosh. roommate was uh, used to, I'm, I'm telling you, you're gonna love this guy. My old roommate used to be uh, I think now a I feel like a single like woman. That. Oh my god, yeah. I have all these dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my 
My old roommate uh-huh. is the biggest brother I've ever met in my life. Six foot seven, former linebacker for San Diego Chargers. But, huge black guy. And he's and he's huge on political stuff. You guys would just love him. If please he, have him write in. No, seriously. Yeah. Have him have him listen and have him write in. But oh, the yeah. point that I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna But the point that I, I wanna make, guys, is that you know, please no one leave here feeling like they're not being heard. Sun Tzu, I don't know if you felt like everyone didn't really talk. Well, didn't have a chance to. Okay. So Mike, can we, can we get to the emails please? And Sean, you will come back and we will get to your point because your point's going to probably still be here by the time you come back. Like seriously. It will be. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, let's get to those emails because, uh, well, Erica's here. So let's skip Erica's because we kind of touched on that. Yeah. That's what I was going <laughs> to do. Right. I'm just going to go yeah. to the other ones. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Oh, this, one, this one, um, uh, kind of speaks for itself. Um, there's a lot of shit going on in the world right now. A lot of subject to talk about, but I'll only be covering th- these next few. But if you don't like what I have to say, not my problem. Grow up. You have your opinions and I have mine. I am a Southerner. I'm a redneck. I support the Second Amendment. I will fly the flag of the South. I do support Trump because he is my president and I do stand beside him and I will stand beside the police. The protest. I'm fine with the protest, but the shit that's happening now with the looting, vandalism, destroying property, that's not a fucking protest. It's an act of terrorism. If you want your fucking voice heard, do what MLK did. His voice was heard real well. All you fuckers are doing is pissing off a lot of people. But you want a civil war, you will get one. Just keep doing what you're doing and you will not win. I don't even feel safe going to my hometown without having a gun with me. They fucked up the downtown. Two to four of my friends have been killed, daily shootings. My sister's friend's car was shot and she had her kids in the back seat. My family is still there. Race, race, race. I don't see color. I see a human. I see a person. I will not judge a person based on the color of their skin. Yes, I am white. Skin color doesn't mean shit to me. An action, one person, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. White, black, brown, Caucasian, African-American, Mexican. To me, it doesn't define who you are. Yes, slavery was bad. Yes, it did happen. I wasn't around back then, so don't blame me. But all of you people focus on is slavery. If you want to make a change, it starts with you. If BLM really mattered, why are you still killing each other? I've lost many of my friends in my hometown because of this. Honestly, BLM doesn't matter. I can care less. All lives matter, and the future of our country does. If you want to make a change, quit this shit now and start rebuilding. But if you want war, you will get it. Hell, what about the five-year-old white boy who was riding his bike and a black guy came up and shot him? It was a neighbor to that family for around eight years. You don't hear a lot about that. We can do better hmm. that's a lot of information a lot of information a lot of little anger in there huh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but sad though you know talking about people that have been killed that you know their sister yeah. was shot at in her car where where is this person from kentucky he south he just said i'm a southern I'm gentleman south. so so yeah and i i don't think he wanted his name mentioned because he didn't no. say it but he made his he kind of let us know where he's from yeah, I've been in talks oh. with this uh, with, with this gentleman. I've actually been been in talks with him. 
Okay. Any other comments about that? No, okay. I, just, I would like to say thank you to what's his name for writing in. I will, you know, sharing. He does not want his name, but we can. Oh, okay. Let's give him an initial. Let's give him like a good Southern initial. <laughs> I don't know what's a good Southern. <laughs> Billy Bob or something. M- we'll call- <laughs> MD. MD. Okay, MD. How about MD? MD, okay. MD, okay. Okay, this is another one um, from uh, a woman named Lauren. We could be wrong. I've been thinking a lot about racism lately in light of the recent events in America and what the future holds for America and my family. I'm a white English woman who grew up in America, so I can't speak much on personal experiences with racism growing up. My stories and my mission to bring awareness about this type of discrimination comes from seeing my loved ones affected by racism. My husband, Joel, is a Mexican-American. My daughter is biracial, multicultural. All three of us will have vastly different experiences when it comes to interactions with the police, with doctors, during job interviews, and so much more. The most prominent experience when I saw racism was with my husband while we were picking up my mother from LAX. As we pulled up to the terminal, I spotted an open slot and asked Joel to pull over there. He was a little worried because the back of the car was sticking out slightly. I insisted it would be fine. We were just throwing the bags in and leaving. As we closed the trunk, a policeman walked over to us. Assuming Joel was an Uber driver, he came over to tell him to leave because he was not parking for rideshare. This was not parking for rideshare, pardon me. Even after explaining that we were a family, it was our car, and he wasn't a rideshare, the questions questioning escalated and became more aggressive. We were very lucky that that day, that is as far as it went. When we saw a cop who was being an aggressive jerk, Joel, a man in the position of power with his, when we saw a cop who was being an aggressive jerk, Joel saw a man in a position of power with his hand on his gun. As a white woman, my mother and my expectations for the situation was vastly different than what occurred. For us, our expectation was that our initial answer would have been sufficient. However, for Joel, this interaction was not so different from his past experiences. Recently, I've had a few different people ask why on Facebook I've been so outspoken about racism. Incidents like ours at LAX and many others, often worse, should not be the norm. Not one person on earth should have to act differently because of the way they look or the color of their skin. Okay, and that's pretty much what she was saying. You know what? That breaks my heart because, uh, you know, this is a um, Hispanic person. Well, she's not. She's British. But she married a, a Hispanic male or a Mexican male. And, you know... She said, she, she said it herself. She was an immigrant to this country, but she was able to blend because she's white. And she, you know, I, she doesn't have accent. I've actually spoke to, spoken to this person as well. I, I, I speak to all of the people that, I mean, I can't speak to all of the emails. Guys, please, guys and women, please don't get upset. But to those that really stand out, I do reach out to you guys because I'm really grateful to you guys. And um, I just want to say that, like, that breaks my heart. You know, there is a racial divide now because there's a racial divide doesn't mean the ones that are being oppressed should be lazy and not work hard, you know? And I have to say that And if I upset people, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. I work hard. I expect you to work hard too. You know what I mean? Right. So and and part of that to me is be careful what you ask for. 
But if you're asking for help and you're asking for the government and people to come in and assist you, then you better fucking step up to the plate. Right. And that's where I'm with you totally, Sun Tzu mm-hmm. okay. and, and Erica. Totally. You know, so, yeah. Guys, you know, I kind of want that, that letter that was just read right now. Yeah. I, I'd like to comment that, that she really kind of made me think right now because, you know, I have been saying all along, like, oh, I don't really see this racial divide. I don't really see this racial divide. But the more I'm thinking about it, you know, um, I've always dated white guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, and I've always, I was married to a white guy and, um, just, I just got out of a seven year relationship with a real white guy. Um, should I move to Idaho because of that white guy? And Whoa. I just wonder, yeah. And I just wonder if, and I, so I, I sometimes forget I'm Mexican. And so, um, you know, I wonder, I don't think that's a fair thing to say about yourself. I don't think that's a fair thing to say. I don't think that's fair. Well, I wonder sometimes I, I, I if I, your point, though. Yeah. I, my yeah. point is that, like, I wonder if it has clouded my vision. Even though I, I speak three languages, I was raised, you know, with parents that made us work in the fields just because they didn't want us to forget where we came from, and they didn't want us to, to not know what hard work what, what hard work was, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but I feel like, uh, like I kind of have, uh, like, maybe I, I've been, um, maybe I just, I, you know, I'm sort of blinded to a lot of my own cultures i don't know i I didn't make me think you know well that's good and that's the point of the show and i'm happy you know and i think that's that's amazing feels like shit well (laughs) but don't because (laughs) because the truth is you know yeah well that means you're growing and that means you shouldn't feel like shit because there's so many people that don't grow that's what we were you know sort of debating back and forth about about those that don't grow and you have right so that shows how right. awesome well, you really are it was a realization yeah it was a realization an epiphany like, she, like you know I, yeah it was like that hey you know I, maybe uh i i don't i haven't really seen the racial divide because you know i've always been around white people you know and uh, not always but for the last maybe 15 20 years you know i you know and it's, it, i've been around a lot of white people some of them dope beans, but you know, they're still white. <laughs> Again, yeah, for a- anyone that could misunderstand anything, we're not talking bad about white people at all. No. Right? Okay. No, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, but seriously, there are some people that are going to be like, that are going to get offended. You know, there's nothing wrong with hanging out with, yeah, there's nothing wrong with hanging out with white people and there's nothing wrong with dating white people. You know, um, I think everyone on this panel has dated a white person before. So I think that's fair to say, right? We've all dated white people, right? Mike, you've dated yeah, white yeah. women, right, Mike? Does Italian count as white? Yeah. <laughs> Never full. <laughs> Never fully white. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to end it right there. Um, uh, I, I need to have this panel come back. We need to set up a date to come back to finish off this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you've yeah, now... Yeah, what the white boy has to say. <laughs> exactly. We have now entered a uh, podcast that's probably going to be broken up into four points, four uh, parts. Um, can I yeah, okay. get a commitment from all you guys to come back and finish this off because we still have Sean's topic? I'm kind of scared of commitment, but I'll do this. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, everyone. Good night. Uh, who wants to do our outro? Who's doing our outro? Oh, yeah, I, guess I don't know. Who was? I don't know. I don't know, an, <laughs> okay. I don't know what an outro is. Thank oh, you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to We Could Be Wrong. This is with a very special panel that will be back. Thank you very much, and have a good night.